Coming up on episode 26 of Nosebleed Seeds, after a week off, we can't wait to get back into the sheets in the safe space with you as we're talking the NFL Hall of Fame. Jerry Jones is in. We'll give our thoughts over the whole weekend. We'll even talk a little bit about Nordic names and who's got the most punchable face in the National Football League. We'll get into Eric's new segment, Biggest L, Biggest Dub. We'll talk about that Zeke suspension and what is going on with the Dolphins State of the Union. We'll get weird with Wolchuk. We'll talk UFC. And hey, I saw Dunkirk. Find out my thoughts next on the show everyone can afford to listen to, Nosebleed Seats. About that time for some Nosebleed Seats, the show everyone can afford to listen to episode number 26. Shout out my guy, Sean Taylor. It's all about the you. Yuri Lettinen. The late great. My man. Best safety, best college safety ever. Give it to me. Cosign. If not, it's Ed Reed. Either way, it's all about the you. Either way, it's about the you. Love it, baby. 26. Let's ride. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We missed you last week. But we're here. Missed you so damn much. Oh, we did. Ah, dang it, And dude. we couldn't be more excited to get back into the safe space. A lot of news. A lot of football news. A lot of we sad, love. a lot of heartbreaking stuff. Bad things happened to me this week. Bad things happening to Walchick right now in real time. As we record this podcast, Walchick's hopes and dreams are slowly leaking. We'll get into right those out of in a moment. Hole. But I want to hear what happened to you this week. Well, you know what happened to my quarterback? Oh, Ryan Tannehill. Mm. So yeah, I had a rough week. My guy. So we'll blew get out into that knee. too. But I thought you were going somewhere personal with that. Oh, I always kind of like to open up with a good personal I know you story. Do. Well, it's a safe space. Hey, so I, I got get one. It. I got one actually. All right, talk to me. So I'm. I got a crossroads here in my personal life a little bit. Dude, I'm here to help. I got approached by my former employer. Okay. And they said, "Hey, we're need some help. Rumor has it you might be interested in coming back potentially." Now I do have one job now, but it is part time. So you so you're you're a free agent. So it would not hurt me. In fact, it would benefit me greatly financially to pick up a second job. Sure, I mean, why not? I worked at this place for 8 years, was a manager there for about 5. I will admit by the end of my tenure I felt burnt out. Now, can I just stop you now? You're referring to it as this place and it feels like you're not really embracing the safe space that we're getting into here. Can you can you say what place it is? Like th- what your former employer and did you get fired? Like why are they former? I think I can say so. What do we think? Producer, yeah. I approve. We can talk. I about mean, it. if it, if it's the former place I'm thinking of, it's, good, it's right? like holy cow, Chick Fil A. Yeah, holy cow. What a dirty rotten. Holy trick cow to is play. right. Holy not cow. Holy chicken. The exactly. place you want every Sunday, but it's not there for you. Which is ironically enough the reason I started working there as a young high school lad. So you could watch your football on Sunday. I never had to worry about having NFL Sunday work. Genius freaking move, man. Exactly. But Gosh. little did I know, I would grow to fall in love with the people I worked with. I had a great relationship with the people there. And no, I left on great terms. I just kind of, I moved to another city. It would have been about a 45 minute to an hour commute to work and back. Okay. So it wasn't like an HR issue that you ran no, no, into. No. Nothing. It was just a mutual thing like, hey, I'm stepping aside for right now. Door was never completely closed. So there's no stuff going on in the kitchen that shouldn't have been going on when you were there. I'm a model employee, ladies and gentlemen. You say so, man. Trustworthy, honest. Hard work. Well, and Chick-fil-A doesn't put up with that crap. You know that. They don't. Trust me. I know that very, very well. Up. And listen, my pleasure, I know the my ins pleasure. and outs of that institution, Okay, my I have friend. a question for you then. Tell me. This my Ask pleasure away. stuff. Oh, yeah. 
Did you like? Do you still say that yes. this day? Because I've never even really, I've never really noticed it with you. No, I say it. You if say somebody it pretty says often? thank you, my only response is my pleasure. It's like I'm robotically programmed to respond in my pleasure. See, I like saying the pleasure is mine. I like that too, but that's not the Chick Fil A way of saying it. No, that's and fair. I promise you, that would get me fired. Chick Fil A's hardcore on that. If you come through the drive-through and they're listening to you, or inside, and they say thank you, and you don't respond with my pleasure. Probable cause of termination, folks. All right, so this is kind of big news right now. So you're a free agent, and you're in negotiations, like basically. Like a semi-free agent, yeah, and I might pick up agent. a side job. But are you and guys yes, in negotiations I'm in, we're right ne- now? We're like, negotiations. What's it like? I've, like, semi-accepted, like, hey, I'm down to come back if you're willing to work with my other job schedule. Kind of a wink-wink deal right now, but wink, nothing. Wink-wink-nook-nook, yeah. Have they offered you a one-year, $10 million deal? No, it is not quite that incentive driven okay well let me ask you this it's a raise i'll say that it may not be 10 million but similar to that guy who did get 10 million did you receive the phone call of them wanting you like were you on the recliner underwear i was at a starbucks cigarette in your mouth with my grandfather okay so this is not the same as the cutler situation nothing ever is gotcha that guy's a one of a kind that's a very fair point let's be real he's married to the hottie from laguna beach yeah Kristen cavallari Mm, delish you know she was I loved her back in the day. I'm not as crazy about her now. I haven't kept I up know. with her now. I always just envision her over She's in her nice. prime. Yeah, yeah, No, her prime was was big time. Her prime was great. And who didn't Shout love? Shout out to Kristen. Laguna Beach was a guilty pleasure of mine, no doubt. So oh, was Jersey. Yes. I mean, I followed all those Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, baby. I even stick Jersey with day. the challenge now. Oh, do you? And I, I sprinkle in a little bit challenge. of catfish. My sister likes to show catfish. And I will say every once in a while, you'll get a good episode. But sometimes they're kind of the same. We have derailed here. So let's get back. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, your negotiations. Thinking I'm going to do have it. You given a, have you, did you lay down a number like this is my I op, laid like down a number. They gave me an offer. I countered with an offer. I didn't hear back from them. And now you're making win- minimum wage. And now I'm stuck with a below minimum wage offer. So you're still going to be sitting in the nosebleed seats, you promise? I will always be in the nosebleed seats, my friend. There's no better way to listen or watch. Good. So your Sundays are still going to be free, except you're going to be working the Cowboys games now. I will be working the Cowboy games, and I worked Gosh. my first Cowboy game as well. That happened during this break. Oh, yeah, the Hall of Fame game you I worked I did. It. I worked the Hall of Fame game on the radio side of things, and it was awesome, man. I'm not going to lie. I was to talk geeked. to Brad Sham? I listened to a lot of Brad Sham. I did not get to talk to him personally, no. Actually, I did on the phone at the postgame show. Is it true that Sham goes ham? Sham goes ham all the time, baby. And you know the man who's going to pull most of those? This guy right here. You. I will provide the Sham goes ham audio if I hear it. Good. And we'll make it happen. So it was pretty cool. I get to hear all the pregame audio leading up to kickoff, like from the stadium. The behind the scenes. So in stuff. a way, I kind of feel like I'm there, like I'm ready to go. Well, you're on the team. You're part of the team. I try, man. Home of the home of the Cowboys. That's one of five three. You're there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's family. It's beautiful. I love it. So uh that's something that I wanted to share. And Chick-fil-A, man. I'm not gonna get to see you that much anymore. So you're not gonna have that much time for me. I get it. I know. Me well, and Bab I will are always make time. I'll always make sad. time for you. I'll always make time for Bam. And I will always make time for the nosebleed seat listener. You know who else made Winning. time? This weekend, we all made time and we took a step back aside, really. And we literally bleeped our own faces. We bleeped our own faces and we said, Welcome to the Pro Football Hall of Fame Boom. class of 2017. My man, Jason Taylor. JT's in. I know, I know you're talking about Jerry Jones. I know that's what really gets your blood pumping. And I'm sure you brought some audio to the show. Of course, today. I had to because. He stole the show in terms of speaking words. Jerry Jones is he always actually, your word-speaking champion. So there wasn't just a bunch of uhs and uh. Oh, there uh, were. Were there some uhs? But you take that. you know he's reading off a teleprompter. So when you They all uh, read off the teleprompter. Oh, I know that. But the, are they all uh any... the whole time? Because if you're uh and on a teleprompter, Still, it's kind of comical. Still nobody can say words the way that Jerry Jones can quite say and speak words. 
Something to monitor. Things that are coming out of his mouth are always... Not monitor. One of a kind with the southern twang. Well, yeah, monitor. And his ability to turn a phrase. There's only one Jerry Jones. Uh, I will say LaDainian Tomlinson spoke beautifully. Yeah, LT did have some words, man. He did? And this is coming from a guy who didn't even watch the Hall of Fame. I just uh, watched the Hall of Fame speeches or anything. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. But I heard that LT, I saw some of his quotes and everything like that. I heard he had a pretty touching uh, message. So, way to go, LT. Way to go, LT. I mean, uh, in, in true Hall of Fame fashion, he came out and, and he performed. Class so, act, baby. It's my man. Fort Texas Worth. product. Yep. Horn frog, horny toad. Yes, he was. Jason Taylor, I thought, was okay. His speech? Speech was okay. I, I love He's Kurt beautiful, Warner's. Talk to oh, me. oh, beautiful. Okay, let me do this Super for a second. human being, honestly. Well, let's just talk about this. Yeah, his voice is so deep and And I like smooth. the fact that he had Jimmy Johnson present him. Yeah. Yeah, there's cowboys sprinkled in the whole thing. I'm mm. sure you were just chubbing all over it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. But Jason Taylor, okay? And I know you didn't plan for this, but this is going to be easy for you, okay? Because I'm about to talk about the sexiest guys in the Hall of Fame. When we talk you don't about, think I've thought about it? No, obviously. That's what I'm saying. You're well-versed in this area. Jason Taylor, maybe the most beautiful football player, especially defensive player we've ever seen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because offensive players are usually sexy. He looks like a model playing football. Yes. Like, literally, he always looks like he's oiled up and just got done out of a photo shoot. And he stays looking flexed. He's 6'6". Six, six, he's 265. Lean, mean, and jawline of a champion. He's gorgeous. He really is. Is there anyone in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Looks like a freaking demigod. I can't think of anyone sexier, even though I will say I saw some Troy Aikman photos the other day of him right now. That dude's still a sexy Keeps mofo. in shape. He does. Gosh, that he keeps dude. in shape. Troy Aikman's a sexy guy, and he's got the quarterback swagger. So that's something to think about. But Jason Taylor might be the sexiest guy in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I've done no research, but I'm going to. And believe me, I will have the stats. He still looks like he could play. He looks like the day he got drafted. For sure. Yeah, only sexier. And he it's was weird. He's oh, like phenomenal. aging backwards. He's like he getting better Benjamin looking. Benjamin Button style. And he's bald. Motherfucker, you look dirty. You really do, JT. Even though you're damn near 40. But you look dirty. Jason Taylor, uh, absolutely. Love me some JT, A Hall man. of Famer. Morton Anderson, kickers get you going. Good old Mort. I didn't listen to any of Mort's speech, I'll admit it. Listen, who the hell is Morton Anderson? I know Can who Morton Anderson was. Let's move on. And honestly, I don't think he was playing that long ago, but he looks like he's a senior citizen. You know, the one I got one fact about Bab, Morton Can you Anderson. find Morton Anderson's last year in the NFL? Yeah, because he played till like I feel like he, in his he 40s didn't retire sure. that long ago. He's Maybe played, he just feels that way. He's played the most, I'm pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bab, but I'm pretty sure he's played the most NFL games of anyone ever. He is 56. And he, he retired two retired, years ago. retired, no, 2007, 10 years ago. Wow. He retired at 46. Isn't weird that 2007 was 10, 10 years, years ago? ago? You're like, gosh dang it, Time I was in seventh flies, grade. Huh? But even 2000, I was peach fuzz. Ten years ago, I was what a career holds the record. Damn gorilla holds the record for points scored, field goals made, field goals attempted, and games played with 382. And games played, I knew it. He, Morton his Anderson. career, huge. just spitting out the Hall knowledge. Famer, man. I love Morton Anderson. His career spanned from 1982 to 2007. Did he win in any Super Bowls? No. Uh, Single-handedly. I don't think so. Well, single, not a Super Bowl champion. Single-leggedly. No. Does he, it say any kind seven, of championships ever in his career? Seven Pro Bowls, six-time All-Pro. Look, uh, at, he was on that Falcon team, wasn't he? That Didn't he Wasn't he the reason why the Falcons didn't? Did he miss that? Or am that? I tripping? No, no, no. He actually made For it. For the Vikings. the Vikings. They went to the Super Bowl. They it lost was to the, the opposite. You got to thank John Elway. Yeah, so I think actually... Well, that was an inferior team. No, Come no, no. On. For sure. You're thinking of Gary Anderson. Oh, I'm thinking of Gary Anderson. I thought I was yeah, thinking of Yeah, he's the more. guy who missed wide right. Yeah, he did play, more, did play for the Vikings in 2004. That was the well, 90s. I feel like he's played for 
half the teams in the NFL. Saints, Falcons, Giants, Chiefs, Vikings, and then ended his career with the Falcons again. Okay, so a little Bab- less than half. And, uh, maybe yes. a quarter. And I know you just read off all those stats, but I got a more important one that I, if you can find it, it'd be great. Okay. Morton. Morton. How many people in the in the world were named Morton in the last, give me 10 years? That's a loaded question. I think it's Icelandic. Oh, is it? I want to say that his he is Icelandic. Yes. You know what else is Icelandic? These people, their last names. Nordics. The, the, their last names are like, they end in daughter. So like your name is Sarah Stigman daughter. Your name is... There was some um, something I heard about this Andy, with Iceland in the World Cup yes. two years ago. Okay, well, the CrossFit with the, with Games. Morton, the CrossFit okay. Games. There's a bunch of people from Iceland, and everybody, all these girls, and I don't know why it just happens to be all females for some reason that we have these last names. Icelandic names, Bab. I need all the information yeah, well, you can yeah, find on we're this. Just, we're just... Okay. This is fascinating. All right. These guys Hold are on a second. Okay, so Morton, the way he spells it, with E-N, that... In 2014, was the 7,789th most popular name in the world. Okay, and there's uh, only 8,000 possible options, right? <laughs> so Morton, we're not making them anymore. Practically. Ironically, the Morton with the OR is ranked 12,000th. Would you go by Morty? I think I'd go by Morty. And what am I supposed to do with Iceland? <laughs> I want to find the rules. I mean, it's, okay, so yeah, this like, last name deal. There's something with the males too. All I know is, dude, so listen. They all have the same ending to their last name. And it's daughter. It's like an add-on. Is it's, it daughter? Okay. Maybe just for the women? It might be brother, too. No, no, no. It might be brother, <laughs> might too. Be brother? It might have brother as well. But I know they have daughters. Like, brother, daughter. Because, listen, I'm watching the CrossFit Games. My, my dad and my, my older brother, Anthony, they love CrossFit watching the game. So every summer when they're doing the competition, they turn it on and we're watching. And it's fascinating. These these girls and guys are, like, fit as hell. Go ahead, Ben. Real quick. The, the, the 7,000, here's a better uh, range of it. Yeah, give about, me something better about than that. About one, sucked. about... Five babies out of every million are named. Okay, okay. Morton. Okay, okay. I'm over the Morton shit. <laughs> Can we get to the no, other stuff, please? That is actually a really thank you for that. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So five out of every one million. Nobody names their kid Morton. That is not good odds. If you're Mort, by the way, just go by Morty. Or if you want to name your kid, that's a that's a name protest. An right uncommon there. name. Morton. Yes, there you go. No split seats has it for you. We got it here. No baby. need to search through baby books. But back to these Nordics, because that seems to be the topical okay, conversation. I've got right some now. Icelandic name naming customs yes, here for talk you. Talk to me about the daughter thing. All right, so Icelandic names differ from uh, most current Western family naming systems by being a patronymic or occasionally matronymic. They indicate the father of the child and not the historic family lineage. That is, I'm mm. lost. Am I? Are you lost? I that went way over my head. I have no idea what's happening right now. I hope now. the listener is lost, so I don't feel too stupid. A person's yeah, last I want to name. Be lost with everyone. A person's last name generally indicates the first name of the father, and in some cases, the mother. So my dad's name's Alan. If I was born in Iceland, my full name would be Zachary Allen, and not Zachary Bab. Okay, wow. that's it's, it's interesting because so your kid's going to be Morton Eric. Morton, oh yeah, and then yeah. they typically and add my, up. Morton, my son Chiafalo. will be Morton Zach, and they typically we'll yeah. both have a pair of Mortons. They ty- yes. blah, 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 blah. okay. They Morty. typically end with son. They add in son as well. That's where you get like hockey players like Erickson, mm-hmm. Jonathan yeah, Erickson. Makes, the son makes sense. Gustafson, Alexander that does Gustafson. It. Because there's other names. Look at these, yeah, these CrossFit girls. I'm telling you, okay. it's like Andy Thoris daughter. Sarah Stigman's daughter, and you think they're referring to these these girls that as, must as be what the it is. daughter of Sons their dad and daughters. It's a weird situation. So it's like if I say the name Andy Thor's daughter, <laughs> you think you think I'm talking about Andy Thor's daughter, but it's just her name. Her name is Andy Thor's daughter. Well, especially when you blur it all together like that. And I, 
Her name Annie is... Thursdowder. Okay, well, even if but I just say it... But that is right. That's her name. That's how you would say it. It would roll off the tongue okay. quickly. Okay, how about this? I'm going to say it nice and slow for you. Not sexy, like it slow. but slow. Okay. Andy Thor's daughter. Is that... What? I'm talking. I just, I just. You proved referred. your point even more. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So all I know Women, is these Nordics. Okay. They're, they're just crazy with Women, the names. Women instead of ending in son usually end in. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but dotir. D o t t i r. Okay. Well, the way they pronounce it. That's probably daughter. The way the That's gringos probably, announce oh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Must be daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have assumed that. <laughs> God, That's man. where we need that. These freaking that drop, Nordic that weird names. Sound we've got that song. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, our uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Is that what it is? Guys, listen to this. And damn, that's yeah, good. that was it. And by the way, that is Earth, Wind, and Fire. You guys should uh, download them and listen to them because they're classic and they're great. Okay, well after all that, but Dude, that, that makes was a lot. lot of sense. The son There's and the daughter. Going we on. learned something new. I feel so much I'm smarter. I'm sorry on that. And I feel better. No, oh, no, I, I feel to good get that too. off my chest. No. I'm watching the CrossFit games the other day, and it's pissing me off. I'm like, why do you keep talking about this? Like, you're referring to this girl as her dad's daughter. I don't get it. But now I do, so thank you. Now it all makes sense. Shout out to Morton Anderson. To bring it all back. To Hall Morton of Famer, Anderson man. in the Hall of Fame. Stud. Jeez, that was beautiful. Terrell Davis, speaking of to link those. TD. Terrell Davis got in that 98 Broncos team. Here's the question, and I heard people talking about this afterwards. Sports talk radio, some of the national stuff. Someone called in was was arguing Terrell Davis shouldn't be a Hall of Famer because of his abbreviated career. Because mm-hmm. he really, you know, he came in six-round pick. People weren't expecting much. He famously had that huge hit in, the, in, in special teams, right? Yeah. In that preseason game in Japan. That's right. Oh, let's look at Terrell Davis. Then he goes off, runs for 2,000 yards, Super Bowl MVP, Broncos win a pair of Super Bowls. There's that great story of him, like, being concussed and, like, not even being the able migraines. to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, but John Elway's like, listen, I'm just going to fake it We got to have you in there, and they're Act, not going to yeah, believe we're exactly. going to run. Exactly. That's and how big of a factory was. And then they win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, dude, there's something to be said for showing up big in big moments. So, there's also something to be said for a guy like Jason Taylor, who never got the opportunity to play in big, huge games. But over a duration of a 10, 11, 12-year career, you were a, you were a stud. You won Defensive Player of the Year. You had an endless amount of sacks. Like, yeah, dude, I know you didn't win a Super Bowl or have a big moment in a huge game, but your your longevity gets you in. For Terrell Davis, it's the opposite. Your longevity wasn't phenomenal, but you played the most damaging position in football. You won two Super Bowls, and you were a key hog in the whole thing. When you dominate your position in the National Football League for a span of time, yes. you deserve to be a Hall of Famer. Not to mention, he's got the stats and the hardware to support his case. And now he's got the bust. Totally with you. Speaking of Jason Taylor. JT? Finished his career as a New York Jet. Yeah, don't get me started. Right? Why do we, why'd you have the to Jeets. bring that up? Why do you got to bring that up? Because I want to know, does that not leave you with mixed feelings towards Jason Taylor with him having finished his career Honestly, with your biggest rival? Well, he didn't finish his career there because his, his, Did he not? His, his, last, his last playing was in Miami because he ended up going back to Miami. Did he? Because he went to Washington first, mm-hmm. the Redskins. You're right. Forgot about and that. And then, and then after that, he went to the Jets for like a year or something, mm-hmm. and then he ended up finishing in Miami. So it did come full circle for him. It doesn't make me feel great, but at the same time, it was so brief that like I don't even. It's not even real. It's like a blimp on my radar. If he came back to Miami too, I can understand. It's like that. Mike exactly. Madonna playing I thought, for the Red Wings. For whatever reason, I had remembered it. Him retiring. Yeah. After his last year with the Jets. No. But I if get he came it. back to the Finns, then oh yeah, no, no, I get you. Because I mean, even with Emmett going to the Cardinals, now the Cardinals were never good. And with JT, it was a Bill Parcells thing, not really giving him the love and not really wanting him necessarily to be there. Mm-hmm. So what, what was it right. like? He just up and left and wanted to go play for the Jets. 
he just we we weren't gonna sign him so Isn't what is he supposed weird to do how jason taylor probably the biggest face of the dolphins franchise over the last what decade or two i mean decade because if you get to two decades you're talking dan marino are you still when was marino's last yeah. year like 2000 well, okay 18 years okay no you're right either way yes for the last 10 15 years jt's the guy and then Dwayne wade I know for the heat That's similar was... similar breakups right there yeah but not probably not as they didn't show them publicized the size with jt you know and and not as like damaging at least the way it felt initially like it was with the heat and wade but but yeah similar similar to that because they're both face of the franchise even Wade, even more though it's even that's just so much even bigger but i see what you're saying out of all these players that we've mentioned that are part of this class and uh, we can't forget about Easley, I think was his name. Bam, am I wrong? The Seahawks safety. Seahawks safety, That yeah. got in, was it Easley? He was like a five-time All-Pro guy. Oh, it was though. a beast. And honestly, I was just very uneducated on him until I, know, I watched his stuff. Which is the beauty of the Hall of Fame, too. When you get those senior members that come in, a lot of the time, guys in our generation are like, who the heck is this Good guy? Point. And then you get to learn about them a little bit. And that's pretty cool. But Jerry Jones, I think, was the name. And correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, I'm biased. But I think unanimously, he was the name and the king of Hall of Fame weekend. Sure. I mean, anything Dallas, I can see it in your Cowboys face, though. Kenny, like, Easley. Kenny, Kenny Easley. Easley. Thank you, Bab. Kenny Easley. There. Not to be confused with Coney Easley of the Patriots now? Coney Ely. Coney. Oh. There's no S. Oh, it's Dominique Easley. Dominique I'm Easley, sure. yes. Both links to New England. Easley is now gone. Wonderful. Ely is in. You're so smart. Thank you. But uh, together, we know it all. Yes, we really we do. We just fumble... We screw up, time. we <laughs> pick each other up. Yes, we do. We return them for touchdowns. We wipe each other's bums. Yeah, in real life, too. Uh, by the way, the name Eric, 1,500 babies out of every million. Yeah, that's because it's a hell of a name. That's because, I mean, that name makes sense. Speaking of with should be more. But. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer, Bam, No Split Seats podcast, talking the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the weekend. And about to be talking Jerry Jones, I assume. You're about to just do some slaughter fest. Yeah, I fest. think it's time that we acknowledge what Jerry Jones... Well, I noticed you were taking your pants off, so I figured... <laughs> Is we're that the giveaway? To be, yeah, that usually oh, does it thank for me. God the cameras are no longer rolling. Turn those back on. No, no, no. Yeah. That is private. That is private. That is the zoom in. space. No, zoom in right there. Eyes only. Gosh, that looks good. Keeping them on. That Jerry Chubb. That Jerry Chubb is unlike any other. Well, Jerry was chubbing for himself as yes, well as he was. his a lot of love and thanks from Jerry Jones in his speech. But to me, the thing that I was waiting the most for yeah. was if he would acknowledge, especially with him being there and having already presented a fellow inductee, that's Jimmy Johnson, would Jerry Jones acknowledge his former college teammate and former head coach that he won a pair of Super Bowls with in the early 90s. And then had a souring ending. They did. They've publicly had a very bitter breakup. Supposedly the relationship is fractured, but Jerry Jones did not waste any time following his introduction of how he bought the team, the struggles that went into that, how it was an unpopular decision to fire Tom Landry, the longtime and only head coach the team had ever known. But he brings in his buddy Jimmy, and Jerry unselfishly, allowed the spotlight to shine bright Hands on one of the his reins. former friends. The first order of business was to install the people I wanted to be a part of the Cowboys. It was very difficult. It was very painful. Tom Landry, the iconic coach, the only coach in the 29-year history of the Dallas Cowboys. He was an icon. He was, and he still is. His son is sitting right here. He is the Dallas Cowboys. And I honor Coach Landry. 
I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for Tom Landry, Tech Sram, and Gil Brandt, who is sitting in the audience. I couldn't have built the Cowboys today if it weren't for what they did, the shoulders I stood on. I'm deeply indebted to those three. But the changes were really inevitable. There was no real easy way to do it. I wanted someone I knew. I wanted someone I knew well. I wanted someone that could get it done to be our coach. I wanted Jimmy Johnson. I said he'd be worth five first-round draft choices or five Hasman Trophy draft winners. Of course, I should have did get laughed out of town when I said it. It was my first experience as an owner and a general manager in making a difficult and very unpopular decision. Jimmy, it was a great decision. You were a great teammate. You were a great partner. To the contrary of popular belief, we worked so well together for five years and restored the Cowboys' credibility with our fans. We were back-to-back. -back. We were driven. We had thick skin. We took all the criticism. Make a dish out. I thank you. It was awesome. I thought that was really cool because they have seemingly come closer and closer and moved away from that stereotype and stigma that they don't like each other and they have a fractured relationship. But the Cowboys recently had that 25th anniversary party for their Super Bowl team. They were cool, publicly took pictures together there. You see the love spread. And Jason Taylor earlier in his speech dropped a mention. Hey, Jimmy Johnson, well past due to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. You see maybe this relationship being repaired between Jerry and Jimmy. It would be a huge step if Jerry would put Jimmy Johnson into the Cowboys ring of honor. A lot of the times that's a knock with Hall of Fame voters. If you're not in your own team's Hall of Fame, why should you be in ours. Big reason with Drew Pearson getting into the Cowboys first, then the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So that could be a good step in the right direction for Jimmy. I thought that was pretty cool for him to stop and, and share some love there. Yeah, no, I like that. I like when these guys can put stuff aside, especially after all this time. And come on, man, you guys had such a great run, so much success. Don't, 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 uh, you know, deter that from everybody's mind. Let's, let's love each other and have a good time. So, but why the heck is Jimmy Johnson not in the Cowboys Hall of Fame? I don't know, it be man. It's because I think of the it's, A lot of that's got to be because of that, for sure. It's because it's of that. Be. So it's like, right? man, because if I'm Jimmy, I'm still a little like, I'm sure, I mean, as much as I'm I'm sure about they both were it, salty. Uh, to the side, but, I bet yeah. they both were salty, but now it's the End time. Quote. It's the time. Let's move on. Time heals all wounds, right? Let's move on. Let's realize, man, what you two did together was special, incredible. I'll put that 92-93 Cowboys teams up against any teams in pro football history, man. Yeah, it was a good moment. They were phenomenal. It was a good moment. Yes, they were. Jimmy deserves a ton of credit. I'm happy that Jerry showed him some love. What else did he say? He went on to, which I think is also really cool of Jerry, because people think of Jerry Jones as like this big monster who is selfish and sold his soul to the devil. And you know what? I'll tell you what. I've been there at times, too, as a fan of this team. We, we all go through our rocky relationship with Jerry. But Jerry took the time to point out a reality. He would not have been able, him and Jimmy would not have been able to do what they did if it weren't for the amazing return that they got for and the great train robbery, which was the trade for Herschel Walker. And Jerry took the time to thank Herschel in his speech. I want to mention Herschel Walker. Herschel did not have to accept the trade that sent him to Minnesota for the draft picks that allowed us to really build the Dallas Cowboys. But he did. 
we worked it out. He later returned to the Cowboys. But the thing I want to thank him for and why I'm so indebted to him is his willingness to help us have the ammo to build a great team. Herschel, I'll always thank you very much. That's an interesting nugget that I did not know that Herschel had to basically agree to the trade. He had like a no trade he had a clause no trade or something. Clause, yeah, which I'm I didn't surprised know that they even either. had that back then. That's like you see guys in the NBA uh, using that now. Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, only a select few of guys have it. Not many players have it now. I'm surprised anybody had it back then. But if anybody's going to have it, it's going to be Herschel, man. And you had to know Tony Romo was going to be there. Oh, of course, yeah. Not only did we see him at the game getting some warm-up reps getting in with Jim Nance. reps. Yeah, he was uh, fake calling. He was doing a little uh, mock call, I guess, of the Hall of Fame game. Just That's smart. Chilling. Why not? Oh, yeah, why not? You got to get your reps in. Bab and I didn't do that, and the first time we went on together, it was... It was, it was sucked. It actually wasn't terrible, but it wasn't our best. Not even close. It wasn't our best. Well, I think... I, I think he Romo's... is fucked. That's how Bab felt. That's how bad felt, and I wonder if uh, I wonder how Romo feels after doing one. Like I don't after know. getting one under his belt, I wonder if he's like, "Oh yeah, oh, he is fucked." Think he's sweating bullets. He might be like, "Dang, what am I in for? This is a little. Uh, this is a little bit tough." I think he'll be okay. I think he's gonna be fine. But he was there along with the whole Cowboys team, and Jerry Jones, of course, gave his favorite godson some love. And then there are the Cowboys of recent years. Tony Romo. Walchick's tearing up. No quarterback in Cowboys his- history was asked to carry as much of the load for his team as Tony. He beat all the odds and delivered some of the most remarkable plays and unforgettable performances in our team history. Jerry Jones, the truth whisperer. He comes in and just puts it all to the side. I'm being unselfish. I'm telling the truth. What's in my heart? What's in here? Jimmy, I loved you. I couldn't have done it without you. Herschel Walker, thank God for you. Tony Romo, my Lord, I put you in some awful, terrible situations with some terrible, terrible talent around you. But you picked us up and you lifted us and made us competitive. Did you win? No. And for that... You, my friend, are probably not a Hall of Famer. But we don't thank you. Jerry. But he'll be a Cowboy Hall of Famer. Self-aware, a lot of love. He'll be a Cowboy Hall of Famer. Oh, he'll be a Cowboy Ring of Honor member for show. What do you think? What if he gets in the Ring of Honor before Jimmy? Ooh, that's a good good question. Wow. Does Tony Romo get in the Cowboys Ring of Honor before Jimmy Johnson? Well, because I feel like Jimmy, it's just just them deciding to do it. With Mm -hmm. Romo, it's like, I don't know, do you want to wait for it to be? How long do you wait? Like, how long do you want to wait? How long do you wait? I don't know. With Jimmy, it's like, you should have done it yesterday. Favre was put into the Packers... This what? year. Yeah, yeah, this right? past, season, this past, this past season. season. And he's been retired for, what, three, four? He's four, in the hall, or... isn't he? Didn't he get in oh, last geez, year? dude. So I think he's been retired for five, been retired five, for five, five or, six or six years. years. So you wait five That's or six years? That's crazier than 2007 being 10 years ago. I think you wait five years. You wait five? Because right now you're not yeah. completely sure, and I don't think he's coming he's back. He's been retired but... for seven years. Oh, Far? wow. 2010 Jeez, was man. his last season. That's so it took six years before they put that's crazy. I said far what three? That was my first guess. I went all in with three. I came out his last season double was twenty ten. Over double. My gosh, that far. That's crazy. Well, Tony I think Tony Romo, yeah, five years. You wait five years, you put him in there, he'll get in. But it will wrap up the Jerry Jones and the pro football talk of him telling a really great story about a preseason game. And the competitive juices that is won, Jerry Jones. Enjoy this one. It's a bit lengthy, guys, but it's funny. 
Stick with us, and we'll be back. We'll talk a little bit of actual football instead of the people playing it. Thank God. In 1992, our team was getting good. We played a preseason game in Tokyo. We played the Houston Oilers, and they had Warren Moon, who's sitting on this stage tonight. They were better than us right at that particular time. Warren had them up by 14 points at halftime, and I was over on the sideline, and I looked at this ceremony being prepared, and I saw this huge trophy, a samurai warrior. It was as tall as me. And then I saw a little old 12-inch geisha doll. And I asked him, I said, tell me, what's this going on? He said, well, the winner of this Tokyo Bowl preseason now gets this big samurai warrior, most beautiful trophy I've ever seen. The loser gets that little doll. <laughs> I hot-footed it over to Jimmy, and I said, Jimmy, have you seen what's going on over on the other sideline? You know, we haven't won crap. I would like to win that trophy. He said, Jerry, he said, you know, we've had Aikman out since the first eight plays. Really, it's not in our best interest. And, you know, these preseason, this preseason game, we're trying to get ready for something in the season. Well, of course, Houston won. Bud Adams got that great Samurai trophy. And I took home that little geisha doll. It's a long pout when you don't say anything from Tokyo, Japan to Dallas, Texas. <laughs> oh, I tried as we got over California, but nobody would talk to me after that. Roll that clock forward about five or six months. We're standing in the Rose Bowl. Paul Tagliabue, the commissioner of the NFL, hands us the Lombardi Trophy. And when he handed us the trophy, that Jimmy reached over and said, Jerry, would you really have that damn uh, Samurai Warrior back in Tokyo or have his Lombardi trophy? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Boys. Oh, smoke it in. Yeah. That was a nice touch on it. Holla, holla. Holla. We them boys. Five-time world champion Dallas Cowboys. Gosh, you are such a suck fest right now. Oh, no better fitting team to play in the Hall of Fame game than the Dallas Cowboys, which drew record ratings as every primetime National Cowboy game does because no one can get enough of the boys with the stars on the side of their helmets. But there is heartbreaking news coming from Dallas Cowboys training camp. Yes, this is the bad news I was referring to at the beginning of the show. And I said as soon as we started recording, we had bad breaking Cowboys news that hit the hit the streets here. And Walchick started started kind of tearing up a little bit like he seems to do so often. So uh, what happened? What happened to your boys? Dallas Cowboys defensive lineman Tyron Crawford carted off the field at Cowboys practice today. Ooh. Apparently an ankle injury. And when he, was he being... is as he was being carted off, he seemed very emotional, hand to the face, as if he was fighting back tears, which to me is never a good sign. And I'm sure most of you, when you're already listening to this podcast back, Nosebleed Seeds podcast, Zach Walsh, Eric Chief, follow producer Bab, talking boys right now. Uh, you will already know the ultimate fate and conclusion of this Tyron Smith injury, the length of it, the severity of it, but it doesn't look good right now. And to a team 
that I will say going back, and I know it's a it's an extra preseason game. The majority of the starters did not play, but the defense looked like a leaky faucet. There are a couple positives you can take away from it, and I don't think you should read too much into it. But an injury to Tyron Crawford is something that is a huge blow to a team that is already without Demontre Moore for the first two games due to suspension, who looked like your best pass rusher on Thursday night in that Hall of Fame game. That's a sad situation. You're without Randy Gregory he looks for the like season. Your best pass rusher. Well, okay. You know, you're right. Demontre Moore. Yeah, you're right. Lee, is that what we're going with? Yeah, is well, that what we're... They don't have, there's no David Irving for four weeks. Randy hey, Gregory's out for the year. Your and world. Demarcus Lawrence, my lord, if we can get some consistency from you, you'd be our best guy. Malik Collins, I think, is ultimately the best defensive lineman of that group. He's a good player. Well, where did they have Crawford playing? Were they having him at end, or did they have him they at They got Crawford at ends because he's of kind the of lack versatile. of ends. Exactly. He's a, he's a versatile player, but where he excels is inside a defensive tackle. That's how he earned that big contract extension, was his success playing inside. Three-tech, right? Isn't he that? Three-tech, absolutely. But he can play either. He can play one or three, and so can Malik Collins. You can flip the two of them around, and then you've got Cedric Thornton, and ideally you want him inside, and he's really good. He is not good outside on the ends. But he's all you, you have. Exactly. But now, now you Charlton's got, definitely well, starting, right? There's, you, and no, I haven't no, heard great I don't things think so. out of Charlton. There's bad talk coming from Taco Charlton. And look, I went back, and there was a really good article. I can't remember who I saw tweeted it out, but they went back down and broke, broke down film-wise all of Tyron Crawford's pass rushing plays, which ended up only being six. And you watch them. And he only had six total pass rushing plays? Well, based on, yes, the, the plays called by the opposition when he was out there on the field. Oh, in they the Hall of Fame They dropped him game? back. In, yeah, in the Hall of Fame game. Gotcha. It was a good mix between half and half, I think the article said, of run plays and pass plays. And then they dropped him back in coverage once. Charlton. Taco, yes. Okay. Well, how, and what, what was he the verdict? Look, he didn't look very good. I was going to say. He I, had I one didn't... play. Well, he had one really good play against the run where I thought he did a great job of getting up field, forcing the running back to bounce it outside, but he didn't make the tackle, which you'd like to see him do. He had another decent pass rush where he got upfield, had a nice spin inside, but I believe it was Blaine Gabbard, who was the quarterback at the time, got the ball out. But if he had held it just a tick later, which goes back to the coverage, that probably would have been a sack and maybe even a forced fumble. He tried to do the same thing, though, the same move, and the lineman was able to pick it up because he was ready for it coming. That spin back inside. He's got to find a way to diversify his pass rush moves a little bit if he's going to have success because he telegraphs that spin back inside a little too much. Well, did they say anything about how composed he looked out there? Bad things about composure. Wow. And I'll tell you. That's not good news, man. He got ripped apart by a lot of the media locally here in Dallas, and I don't think he's handling it very well. A little butthurt? I think he's very butthurt. And I can I get it. We're all human. We forget these are human beings with feelings. They bleed just like we bleed. They put their pants on just like we put their pants but on. But a lot of people are thinking, and myself included, we talked about this. We had Jeff Cavanaugh on. We did a lot of draft talk leading up to it. We did our own mock draft. I was a TJ Watt guy through and through. We, I think we all were. I think as a show, that's kind of who we said that would be our guy that we would want to go for. Or McKinley. Mm -hmm. We like those. Tack wasn't there, though, better. so I'll yeah, give them that. Yeah, yeah, McKinley wasn't there. But I was a TJ Watt guy. And I know that a lot of the thing was, from what I've read, he was a projection. You're projecting him from linebacker to hand on the ground to the end. Unknown. With Taco, you knew what you were getting. You've got a guy that you know can play the end for you, and he's also physical with his skill set enough that he can play across the line and be flexible. They wanted to go with the safer option, the guy that they'd seen do it. That's what I've heard that went into making that decision. I wanted the more athletic upside player, and forever Cowboy fans are going to look back and compare the two statistically, which is unfair. 
because TJ Watt is playing as a 3-4 outside linebacker with Pittsburgh, where he's, he, I think he could have played either and been successful. That's where he would excel. But he's going to have better numbers just based on playing outside linebacker in a 3-4, as will Taco in this 4-3 base D. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I, and I don't want to get too heavy on just bashing Charlton because one bad preseason game, it's your first NFL action. Listen, man, he need, he may need to get coached up. We kind of knew this coming in. He wasn't going to be some phenom from the jump. So let's give it a little bit of time. But for the short term, it is not good news for the Cowboys right now who lack defensive line depth. And now Crawford, who might be the best, if not the second or third best defensive lineman on the whole team. And now he's out, which how bad it is. Because I was going to say, didn't he get carted off with an ankle injury? You're right, Giants practice the other day. He looked pretty uh, it emotional. It could just be an ankle sprain. And it ended up being a sprain. So, I mean, you never know till you know. But you said it didn't sound good. It didn't look good. So, I guess we'll hear in the coming days how bad it actually is. But that is, it wouldn't be good news if he's missing any time or, you know, the season, something like that. That, that would be pretty bad news for the Cowboys they get weaker in probably already their weakest area looking at the Cowboys depth chart Crawford was penciled in right now as the starting right defensive end his backup Taco Charlton that's what I'm saying so Charles ring is Charles start. Tapper Tapper so now it comes down to Tapper and Charlton battling for that opposite end position oh that sounds juicy you're gonna need something from him man you got Demarcus doesn't sound juicy is, your, is your opposite side I'm yeah! I'm, I'm nervous I'm nervous. I want to see more from Jordan Lewis. Apparently, our boy Xavier Woods is getting limited reps. I'd like to see more of him. The young guys, man. We'll see on Saturday night. Saturday night, the Cowboys' next preseason game, so we'll look at it then. We'll have a little more Cowboy talk coming up a little bit later with Ezekiel Elliott in our NFL roundup. But coming up next here on Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We've got the Eric Chiafalo special. We like to call it Biggest L, Biggest Dub. We sure do. Is that Big Sean in the background? Yeah, that was supposed to be a yeah, there was word supposed to, to that. Be, it was supposed to be better. It didn't fire. It's all right, but you're fired. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. You're so fired. All right, well, last week, Biggest L, Biggest L, well, we didn't do one last week, but episode before. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we brought this thing to life, and now we're back at it again. And I got to say, this was kind of a tough week for me, man. I didn't really know who was taking a lot of L's this week. I was th definitely thinking selfishly about myself and Dolphins fans in general. We took L this week, man. Our starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, he's out for the season. So we're taking some L's, but no one took a bigger L than this guy in East Texas. Now, we live in Texas. I actually saw one of these suckers. This is about armadillo. I saw one of these armadillos the other day. I was actually driving over to the fan. It's is like that five the, in the state morning. animal? The armadillo? Texas, the armadillo is that our state is that a thing do we have Let me do my research i was gonna say i don't know if we do state animals For some reason i feel we like we do like state is. birds we do state yeah, that's right like, and i know flowers i think it's more specific than that yeah the blue bonnet. the blue bonnets the flower uh the state animal of texas is the nine banded armadillo <laughs> all right there you go <laughs> way to go walter man we've learned so much on this episode already i'm like geez it's an educational bonanza my brain is just so much bigger Anyways, this guy in East Texas, he, he gets woken up at 3 a.m. by the sounds of some scrambling things. He doesn't know what it is. Right outside of his his back, uh, right outside of his bedroom, outside. So it's 3 a.m. Him and his wife are sleeping. He's like, not Damn inside, it. but outside. Damn it, honey. Excuse me, state mammal. State mammal. Okay, so not animal. Clarification. State mammal. Well, mammal's an animal, right? No. Yeah, but so it's like a bird and everything else that crawls. It's not a person. 
So are you taking my you glory away me, from me? baby, ain't yeah. nothing but mammals. You know that jam, don't you? I hear from you. Anyways, this guy gets woken up at 3 a.m. He goes outside. He's got his 38 on him, his revolver. He goes outside to shoot this sucker. I mean, listen, you're taking an L anytime you get woken up by something scurrying outside your bedroom at 3 a.m. So this guy's already lost, but he takes the L to the next level when he goes outside with his 38 revolver, thinks he's going to be a badass cowboy because he lives in East Texas. He aims it at the armadillo, fires off three rounds at him. They all ricochet. One ricochets back at the dude's face, hits him in the jaw, and he's got to get care flighted out to the hospital. His, wired, or his jaw's wired shut. He did not die, so it could have been the biggest of L's. But man, you get woken up at 3 a.m., L. You shoot a freaking armadillo, and the thing's got like a like a turtle shell, basically, because the armadillo, just in case you guys were wondering, they didn't find him. It ran off. This is like a superhero of armadillos. So I don't know. Armadillos are some tough son of guns, man. Well, I see them. They get run over all the time. They're, a car can stop them, but I guess the 38's got nothing on them. So this guy... East Texas. They're not giving us his name. That's why I just have to say the guy in East Texas. But I think he took the biggest L this week, guys. We certainly have some runners up. And um, there was a guy who, who beat cancer. And then two weeks later, ended up falling off a cliff and dying. So oh. that's quite an L. But I didn't feel like digging too deep into that one. And then, like I said, Dolphins fans, we all took an L this week. And uh, Hugh Freeze, you stay taking L's, homie, because you just had a rough one a couple weeks ago. So there's your biggest L. Let's get positive. Let's get happy. Oh, gosh. Biggest dub. Biggest L. Um, my vote might go to, to Tyron Crawford after uh, just seeing you the know injury. What? We'll add him to the honorable mention That thing list. looks broken. Yeah. That oh, thing looks really? broken. You're looking at it right it's now? It's floppy. Yeah. Oh, mm. video? You got video? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's bad, um, huh? There's video, and they kind of slow-moded here. Yeah, it looks like he just planted. His whole body went one way. The ankle stuck in one. Is it? It's Crack. not. It's a not safe for work video. It's a, if you're not into cringe-worthy vids, don't watch it. Dang, dude. All right, bad news for Tyron Crawford. We'll throw him in the honorable mentions for biggest L. Sorry, homie. All right, let's go biggest dub. Let's get positive. Jay Cutler. Be positive right now because I'm a Dolphins fan. And Jay, I got to be honest with you, man. You I love didn't Jay want Keller. You. Now you're his biggest fan. I didn't want you. Now, don't get me wrong. He can change my tune here if he's if he's whipping the ball around, putting it wherever he wants to. Okay? If he's throwing touchdowns and doing great things, awesome. But anyways, we'll get to that later. My opinion on him later. But he still took a big, big dub this week because he was retired. No one wanted him. The only team that called him this year was the New York J-E-T-E-G's. He didn't want to go there. So he's about to go to the broadcast booth and Fox make, I don't know. I'm thinking, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm thinking maybe a million bucks, which is nothing to scoff at. But Adam Gase rings the bell. Making solid money. Jay Cutler is sitting in his recliner, smoking cigarettes. I think he's he, he's a two at a time guy. So he had two cigarettes in his he's mouth. He's a two of a time guy. And then he had two one in, and then one in his ear. Um, and, you know, wife beater on and... And his underwear. And that's how he took the phone call. Adam Gase calls him. Says, hey, man, I know you're 34 years old. I know you had a torn labrum in your throwing shoulder last season. I know you've sucked for quite some time now. But I want to give you $10 million to come be my quarterback. Come come down to Miami. I don't know. Take 10 mil. You suck anyways. You've been retired. Uh, that's a That's a victory for old Jay Cutler, I got to tell you. Jay's five million base, 
five million bonuses to possible three million more incentives. Okay, so bare minimum, the dude's making five mil. I mean, he could get hurt tomorrow. And he's walking and he's, away and he's five getting five mil. million. And guess what? He can and walk probably back. his booth job. I was going to say he can walk right back into Fox next year, get back in that three man booth where he just doesn't really have to worry about man. Much. He should bring a bowling ball and have someone drop it on its foot or something. Tomorrow. So that comes out to about $250,000 per interception. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what that's what concerns me. He's not good anymore. He throws a lot of picks. He always has. We'll get into it later. But nonetheless, Jay Cutler is absolutely winning this biggest dub of the week. Uh, winning. We got some honorable mentions here. Uh, you know who took a, a, a big dub this week? Speaking of the Cowboys Hall of Fame, Jerry Jones had his Hall of Fame party, and Justin Timberlake performed. And he performed for like an hour, hour and a half, and made $4 million for that. Got to perform for the Cowboys, and everybody loved it, and he was great. That's a winning week there for old Justin Timberlake. And that's all I got for the honorable mentions. And not many other people got some dubs this week. So a lot of L's, not many dubs. Good for you, Jay, even though I'm not happy about it. Sorry about that guy over in East Texas. I hope his jaw's okay. And be on the lookout for a superhero armadillo scrambling around somewhere. With three in East bullet Texas. gashes in his shell. Yeah, nothing can phase that armadillo. Well, that was biggest L, biggest dub. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. Exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Jack Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab, and, and she. I think it's just a perfect segue now since you've already talked a lot of the, the Jay Cutler situation and the Ryan Tannehill injury. I'd like to do a little state of the fins with you right now since we don't get a lot of time to really focus on what's going on with the Miami Dolphins. You're right. And it. Ah. Uh... Listen, the sad thing about the Dolphins, the only time we come into light, when was the last time you heard anything about the Dolphins? I'll tell you. It was when we had a bullying scandal between two of our offensive linemen. It was on CNN. It was in every newspaper article. You were watching it all over the place. That's the last time you heard anything about the Miami Dolphins. Guess what? You turn on the TV this week. Why the hell are the Dolphins on my screen? Something terrible must have happened. Who died? What the hell is going on? The Dolphins are on my screen. Oh, yeah. Their starting quarterback blew his knee out. They're going for Jay Cutler, the 34-year-old injury-riddled interception-throwing bastard of a quarterback. So, things aren't great. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Dolphins land is not a place you want to be right now. Unless you were just, you know, smoking cigarettes and you're inside your house because he seems disgusting enough to do that. I actually have a really good Jay Cutler uh, alleged story. So everybody knows Jay Cutler is kind of a douchey guy. He comes across that way. He does. He's he just got like that, that look in he's his got face. got that face. You just kind of want to punch him yeah, in the face. And I think face. we should do like a, a power ranking. He's giving minimum effort all the time. He just, exactly. And he just, he's got that, I think I'm better than you feel. He's had issues with teammates. I don't know. He's just not a guy optically that you're like, I want him to be my leader and quarterback. Well, there's an alleged story about him some time ago uh, being at a bar, going to the urinal. He's obviously probably inebriated. He goes to the urinal. There's a guy already standing there. The guy looks over, notices Jay Cutler. Well, the guy who's being next to Jay Cutler is a former Vanderbilt alum, and they actually graduated around the same time. He had his Vanderbilt ring on and everything. Well, Jay Cutler went there too. Everybody knows that. So these guys are peeing next to each other. Jay's obviously just oblivious. 
This guy's like, holy balls, I'm pissing next to, next to Jay Cutler. I'm a Vandy guy. This is, he's literally. This is the highlight of my this life. This is the first time I've ever peed with a chub. This guy's saying it to himself right now. So he looks over to Jay Cutler. He goes, holy, you know, holy crap, Jay Cutler, man. I, lifts up his hand, shows him his ring. I'm a Vandy guy. We're Vandy guys. While you're pissing. We're bros. Yeah, while they're pissing. Why don't you wait till you get to the sink and you're washing hands? Well, then Jay Cutler just looks over, looks up at the ceiling and just says, don't care. Was he drunk? Like I said, probably inebriated. But that's pretty rude, rude but uh, also if I pretty funny guy, at the same time. Oh, yeah. I kind of expect that from him. Can you imagine being the guy, though, who's standing next to Jay Cutler and he does that to you? It's like your hopes and dreams just get totally crushed. You're Jay Cutler fanboy. You've gone to Vandy. You idolize this dude. He's like the only well-known football player alone. And he just completely <laughs> disrespects you. It's so good, though. It's like I kind of love it and I kind of hate it. I don't I know. I wish we had the audio. I do think that we need to do a power ranking of most punchable faces because Jay Cutler's on that list. We're going to have to put just that one together. Just in the NFL or, or yeah, what uh, we want to yeah. talk most about? Most punchable faces in sports. Oh, yeah. He's up there. Or in football. Mm. Or in life, Jay Cutler's on the list. It's Jay, just a matter of Who would where. you rather punch, Jay Cutler or Eli Manning? Wow, just based on their face? Just based on their face. Oh, my God. There's an innocence to Eli that I think I don't want to punch him. <laughs> There's just such a just a raging douche face yes, in Jay Cutler that I think I do want to punch Jay. What about Ben Roethlisberger? You know, Ben's got a pretty punchable face, but he's got that little chubby, endearing look to him as well. He does. Kind of looks like huggable in a way. He does. He does. He's, he's one of the heftier quarterbacks in the league. So, no. I respect I, that. I'm still going. I'm leaning Jay there. I'm pro, I'm pro Husky. Yeah, there's not a Matt Leinert. Matt Leinert. No longer in the league. Yeah. No, he's definitely. Jimmy Clausen, too. Jimmy Clausen's got a. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a good one. This uh, Bleacher Report article from 2011 has LeBron James as the most punchable oh, face that's in sports. stupid. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Who is that? Alex Rodriguez. Bleacher Report. Mm. Alex Rodriguez got quite a punchable face. He's not an athlete. Colin Coward. I love Colin. I like Colin too. I'm, I'm he's, a broke out her. He's guy. got an interesting looking face. That's that's true. I don't know if it's punchable. A lot of people hate Cowherd. That's probably why they want to punch him. I wouldn't face. go as so far as to say oh, look, punchable. On this on this list, number nine, Jay Cutler. <laughs> Jay Cutler, baby. <laughs> he should be higher. Should be higher. Clearly, that list is not great, but Jay's on there for a reason. He's got a hell of a punchable face. Well, and Jay, Jimmy Clausen, I'd actually like to kick him in the face, just for the record. Looks like such an, a weirdo. Yeah, he deserves. He deserves a kick to the face. All right, so Jay Cutler is signed Beat by the Dolphins. Yeah, he is. Tanny right off the recliner. Down. Did you hear his, his introductory press conference? Yeah. I, well, I uh, I didn't hear all of it. I wasn't like we got a little it. bit of it. I know Bad was eager to pull it so you could hear. Oh, it. we and got we a could, little. We could Jay get Cutler? your thoughts on what what Cutler was saying. Yeah, Cutler audio. We got man. a little, just a tad. Just all a right, sample. give it to me. Douchey Cutler. I remember what cut it was. You're supposed to tell me these things. Oh man, give me the Cutler cut. <laughs> it's one. What? Oh, okay. God, jeez. It's a young team. You know, I think mixed in with some, some really good vets. Um, you know, playoff team from last year. Uh, it's got a lot of dudes. Yeah, on the yeah, offensive yeah. side, you got a lot of guys that can make some plays from the backfield. Lots field, of dudes. Wide receiver. <laughs> lots uh, of dudes, lots ends, of guys. My party. Um, offensive line. You know, they lost Teddy, uh, you know, last week, so that's going to hurt a little bit. But um, it's it's a very, very talented roster. I'm going into one day. I mean, I got to... You know, you've got a lot of things i got to process and, and get used to. I mean, I was in one place for eight years, so, I mean, this is kind of going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a transition period. Um, 
you know, I just want to get to this next meeting, uh, figure out where the dinner room is, and then we'll 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 start learning the offense. Yeah, I was really focused. So, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I've been injured it's before. Um, I, I know what that so feeling dumb. is like a quarterback uh, to be hurt and not be able to help your team and kind of you kind of feel isolated a little bit like an outcast. So it, it's hard. And, uh, you know, I wish wish Ryan the best uh, through whatever decision he has to make. And I'm sure he's going to come back stronger. Uh, he's like, yeah, Lots of dudes. I hope you come back stronger because I'm collecting my check and retiring again yeah. next year. Yeah, I hope he comes back stronger because, God, I don't want to be here. But $5 million, I couldn't pass it up. Good he said he'd Lord. been in the same place for eight years. Was he talking about his recliner, or was he talking about playing in Chicago? He's talking about Chicago. Because I think it was, it's was it been like eight, seven or eight months well, that I he's been in his recliner. Well, I think before that, he, he prephased everything and prephrased everything by saying... Prefaced. 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 Yeah, prefaced. not prephrased. Continue. He prefaced everything by saying uh, the wife was really a driving force and. Oh, I guarantee it. Kristen Cavallari's not passing up five mil. Well, Ain't go live in South Beach. Well, that and you get Jay Keller out of the house. That's true. Yeah. You she's know? like, get oh my the God. Yeah, actually, that's a really he's good here point all by the you. time now. That's it's right. got a lot of dudes. <laughs> it's got a lot of dudes. That is a profound but statement. But he's right. There. The Dolphins are a playoff roster. You'll look at a lot of these preseason power rankings. They're predicted to be a playoff team again. He makes a good point, though, because that does set the Dolphins apart from most teams. Is The Dolphins do. They, they I mean, they have a lot of dudes. They and have a lot of that's dudes. just the truth, and they that got sets at them least apart. Fifty-three of them. Yeah, at least they 53 have fifty-two dudes. dudes and one douche. Can now, that one now that douche, Jay's a part of the party. Can that one douche win enough games for the Dolphins this year to put them in the playoffs? No, man. No, they could. So they, you've completely given up hope on this season. Here's the reason why I've given up hope. Okay, he's thirty-four years old. I don't know if he's touched a football since the last time he got injured on the field, which was just last season. Okay. He's 34, torn labrum in the shoulder in the shoulder. Okay. So you talk about like Tom Brady, you could you could tell that his like arm strength and things were declining a little bit towards the end of last season. So even if two, three weeks, four weeks in, Cutler looks like he's got a live arm. Oh yeah. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Well, I don't think he's finished a season. I don't think he's played a full season in like at least five or six years. So that's almost completely off the table. And coming off the shoulder surgery, I think he's definitely gonna get injured. Okay, in 2015, said, his best year, yeah, okay, was with Gase, right? Adam Gase. That's what everyone's trying to justify this decision because, oh, he's got, he knows the system. Mm-hmm. He's got a good rapport with Adam Gase. They're broskies, whatever. Well, let me get my Key and Fahey QB Bible info going here because I definitely have some things to say. Very good. It is now opened and we are here, baby. Gosh, that feels good. Feels yeah, really you're obsessed good. with this thing. I know it speaks highly of Ryan Tannehill. I'll tell you, Tannehill was coming on, but that dude's not a winner, baby. All right, all right. Well, Jay Cutler with Gates in 2015 had 21 touchdowns, 11 picks, 64 completion percentage. All right? Well, 30.5% of Cutler's yards in 2015 came on plays where the ball didn't travel further than two yards downfield. Well, he's got playmakers, right? He's got Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Jay Ajayi. Okay, so, but anybody, Kenny Stills. Then, then anybody can do it. Slants and screens for days. Slants and screens for days, Matt Moore can do. All right? I like Matt Moore. I do, too. I'm you know like, let's been, just stick with Matt. I mean, what about what Colin Kaepernick chilling I, on the streets? Honestly, is, I know it's, a, it's kind of a polarizing topic, but... Colin Kaepernick, I actually would have rather had him than Jay Cutler. I think Colin Kaepernick is just the better player. Now, I get the Dolphins more than these other teams passing up on Kaepernick. The Dolphins, you know, Adam Gase has worked with Jay Cutler, so he doesn't have to modify the offense. He doesn't have to change things. It's more of a seamless transition. I totally get that. But I just think Kaepernick was a better player. So, 
I was more willing to just go for Kaepernick. And his off-field stuff doesn't bother me like it bothers other people. I get it if it bothers you. That's fine. Personally, for me, it doesn't bother me. So I would have totally gone for Kaepernick. But they went with Jay Cutler. And now, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'll be surprised if Jay Cutler's snapping the ball under center with a cigarette in his mouth. So he does smoke cigarettes. That's a thing for sure. Fat. Um... Or you're just throwing that out there. He doesn't he look like he smokes cigarettes? I don't know that he looks he looks like a douche. I'll agree with that. That smokes cigarettes. I don't know that he looks like a guy that smokes sick. Listen, when I imagine myself punching him in the douchey face that he has, I imagine a cigarette in his mouth. Okay. That's just the way I imagine. All right, all right, it. And one in his ear. One in the ass. <laughs> smoking smoking Jake Cutler. <laughs> smoking Jake. <laughs> That's an internet meme, which is why, which is where that comes from. Smoking Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a Twitter account, Josh. actually. Oh, that's where really? that comes from. Yeah, so they, so they had already photoshopped him at the yeah, press yeah. conference. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Jay Cutler has a cigarette. Are you sure that's photoshopped? Are you sure he didn't have that? Are you sure that so wasn't funny. an actual cigarette he that had at the introductory good. press conference? <laughs> It's got a, a supposed quote. Yeah, Gase called me up and said he wanted me to throw footballs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't specify to which team, so I'm just going to sling it. Oh, no. <laughs> that is so good, dude. Okay, over under on Jay Cutler interceptions this year. I'm going 24. 24? I'm going 22. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going 17. Final answer. No, What? Actually, he I'm going to go out three numbers the and they went lower. All right. All right. All right. So what are you trying to say? He's going to throw 17, 12. I'll go for. He's going to throw 12. And here's why. He's only going to play four games. And then Matt Moore comes in. And saves the day. So they eight start and one eight, and four come, again. Yeah, yeah. And then, we and then Matt eight Moore eight comes Mediocre in. at best. Okay. What we're what, The thing that pisses me off is I almost kind of just want to really, really suck. Because it's like now our quarterback situation, our future is just kind of so up in the air now with Tannehill and Cutler's not going to be here for more than four games. Matt Moore is an old guy. He's not somebody you're going to go with in the long term. Ryan Tannehill's coming off an energy or, or injury, and we have He's going to have option. a lot of energy, though. He, he will, yeah, he will like have a lot of energy. Half. He will have a lot of energy. But we have a team option for like 18 or 19 million for him next year. We don't have to keep him on the roster. So I don't know what we're going to do. You're hoping maybe they suck. Maybe Sam Darnold comes out. Yeah, suck for Sam. I'm kind of on board, man. I'm kind of on board. Even though he said don't do that because I might stay. Yeah, but if we're we're talking about going to Miami, I think he's going to be fine going to Miami. Oh, he wants to go play in Miami. Well, why wouldn't he? Because they're the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) It is better than Cleveland. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, isn't everything? All right, so you're thinking 8-8 eight eight season for the Finns. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, that's our sweet spot. Panic levels at a 10. Panic levels at an uh, not an all-time high, but pretty dang. The, the reason why it sucks and it really took the wind out of my sails is because I think we do have a pretty decent team this year. And I think Tannehill was kind of a, a big part of that. Cutler could be for a game or two, but I don't think he's going to last. So I just thought we had a decent season. Last year, playoff team. This year, we kept virtually the same team together. I think we got a little bit better in some areas. Let's take the next step forward. Week into training camp, Tannehill hurts his knee again. All right. Well, hand me the L. I'll take it. I'll put it in my pocket. And, hey, Bill Belichick, we are on to 2018. I've already moved on. You have. I can see it in your face. It sucks, man. It really really does suck because I've looked for – I mean, you know how it is. Your quarterback goes down. The thing is – 
Tony Romo goes down, and thank God you guys have at least a, oh, a young yeah, guy waiting Jay in the wings. Cutler's no Dak Prescott. I'll give you the magical season. One last ride. Smoking Dak Prescott. Smoking Dak. Don't ever put that in the same sentence. <laughs> no, I'm just not on board with the Cutler thing. I don't think it's going to work out. I would have rather had Cap, but hey, it is what it is. Our season's over anyways. So let's just have some fun with it. Let's smoke cigarettes on the field. Let's throw picks galore. And let's go get Sam. Let's suck for Sam, baby. Suck for Sam. Hashtag it. I'm on the... Hashtag suck for Sam. I'm on the train, baby. Mm. So that's the Dolphins State of the Union. You'll get it again here in a couple of years when some <laughs> other fiasco happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, Just if they get Sam Darnold, we might, we might have another one. Yeah. Or when Jake Heller takes him to the Super Bowl. LOL. Oh, I like your glass half full mentality. Hey, though, you know man. what? I I that's that. what fans have to do. Because don't get me wrong, I don't even Jay know. Jay Cutler career uh, season high in interceptions for his career. Take a guess. Thirty-seven. Uh, I will say, let me say nineteen. Higher. Twenty-seven. Almost. Twenty-six. Yes. Twenty-six, Ooh. dude. That is a really bad year. He threw twenty-seven touchdowns. Twenty-seven touchdowns and twenty-six picks. And twenty-six picks. Thanks for nothing, Jay. And that was in two thousand nine. Mm. Go back home, Jay. Absolutely terrible. He's thrown at least ten picks uh, in all but three I've heard years enough. Of his I've career. heard enough of Jay Cutler. Yes. Yes. Me no too. No more Already. of these cutlets. Keep your cold guts for next week. If you say so. No split seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo. Producer Bab, it's time for us to take our uh, essentially midway break. When we come back, we'll get weird. We'll talk a little bit more pigskin. And of course, we'll wrap with UFC news and a little bit of entertainment, movie, television talk. So stick around with the show everybody can afford to listen to. Take it away, Rob. But from the Diamond Broker. Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We are Dallas's original diamond broker, and our A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a proven track record with thousands of satisfied customers sets us apart. The diamond broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, and special occasion jewelry. We were one of the first companies in DFW to offer diamonds directly from the cutters. With over $2 million in loose diamonds to choose from, the Diamond Broker is the most respected wholesale broker because we guarantee the color, clarity, and cut of every diamond sold. We offer good old-fashioned value and service, no gimmicks and no hassles. When shopping for an engagement ring, a pre-owned Rolex, or special occasion diamonds, visit the Diamond Broker. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. The Diamond Broker, Dallas Original Diamond Broker at Preston and Forest in Dallas or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. Hey, guys. This is Chris Slide of Fantasy Guy from The Morning Rant. This is how the show is now. Coach is gone. We've gone completely monotone. I'm hoping that you're going to listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't like those other WBLZ shows, damn it. This is like Mr. T in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Chains around my neck because they dangle low to my sandals with socks with WBLZ sandals. Because I got shirts and sandals and hats and pants and shorts and boxes and shoes. Because I don't give a damn. This is the morning rant. Talk like it. This ain't the other shows. They don't censor us. They try to censor us. They do censor us because we ain't those other guys. We make those other guys quit. We made them tap out. They wear shirts that say tap out on them. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Real cool, bro. Yeah, real cool, you quitter. We don't tap out. We fight to the bitter end. Look at my teeth. You know what I mean. Looks like I fight with crack. But I don't. I fight sports fans. I believe LeBron James is the greatest. Me, bro. Shut up. I don't want to hear that crap. 
This is the Morning Rant. This is WBLZ Sports. If you're a real sports fan, this is where you're supposed to be. If you're a cupcake candy cane world, this ain't where you're supposed to be. No candy canes. I already proved that once. I like cupcakes. Love cupcakes. I eat them every day. Every day. Just like if you're a cupcake, come around, I'll eat them too. This is the Morning Rant. WBLZsports.com. I'm the coach, my favorite. You want real sports talk? That's where you come. <laughs> Chris I has nothing for it. That's it. Hey, this is Webb from the 8-Bit Bros, and I got to tell you, whether it be for your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Services is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Services team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all of your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Services, 740-438-7173. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, E. Glaze, one half of the dopest sports show on radio, the Crush Sports Talk. Check us out every Tuesday through Thursday right here on WBLZ Sports from 3 to 5 p.m. The dopest sports show on radio with your boy, E. Glaze, and Macy O'Hurd right here on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404 404- Nine six six three three six one. Yeah, damn, there's some thug shit. Nosebleed seats podcast. This is per your request. This the uh, this is some Wiz Khalifa. It is. Damn My that rock, bro. We, hey, we've had a lot of Wiz. Most of us. Most of us. We got this one, and we had Weed and Boys earlier. We did. Man, shout out Wiz Khalifa. Shout out Wiz. I'm a Wiz Khalifa. Man, this got me feeling some type of way right now. It I'm does, not gonna right? Lie to it gets you. you going. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chia, follow producer Bab. You're riding with the nosebleed seats. The Damn, show everyone is, can bro. afford to listen to. Man, this is something... I feel like we should take this and just ride right into the Zeke stuff because there's been some new you, news. You're talking about this feeling that we yeah, have right this now? Feeling Wait, that you want to skip weird? You want to put weird I'm a little on hold? Too, I'm a little too, like, pumped for... I'm not in the weird vibe after that. You know, that yeah. feels like a weird transition to me. Let's push weird back. Let's talk Zeke right now. Yeah, I kind of feel like talking yeah. about, like, a stone cold like killer. Like a stone cold mother. Baby. Yeah, I do feel Woo! like talking My about that. humming right now, baby. He's probably... humming, 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 humming. If Zeke heard that music right now, he'd probably punch one of us in the face. I feel, I feel like he would be like, girl. But out of, like, out of, like, respect. Ball control. Hell yeah, Zeke Elliott. So there's all this still Bugatti oh, yeah. poopity, poopity, poopity stuff going on about Zeke in an impending suspension. Because he punched that guy at the club, right? Well, I don't think that even has anything to do with it. I think a lot of this is still stemming back from the domestic violence case with but then you compound his ex-girlfriend. Then you compound it with a bunch of the speeding ticket that he got, a bunch of other stuff. But from what I've been reading and hearing is, no, the NFL is not even taking into account the most recent thing. They're looking at a bunch of prior stuff. So That's a bunch of horse bleed. I, it's, it's weird. They're now, putting Jerry it all Jones, together. Jerry Jones was asked about this, of course. He of course was. he was, yeah during the weekend with the Hall of Fame ceremonies, and he seems confident Cowboy fans have nothing to worry about. 
Jerry Jones. I do not anticipate a suspension. I um, uh, don't want to uh, basically uh, uh, be too proactive about how I feel uh, because that's not going to make any difference here at all. What I don't do is hurt things about how I feel. And so uh, that's that's that. But uh, when you um, look at everything that I'm aware of, uh, then I'm not anticipating a suspension. So that was Jerry Jones talking in circles. God, that was insightful. But apparently that was a 32 second cut. I cut it down to 32 seconds, taking out the ums. Originally, it was about a minute. I asked him. I said, we don't need 30 seconds of ums, Bab. Please edit this down. I took out the majority of the ums. I took out about 40 seconds worth of ums. Wow, because we just got 30 seconds worth of ums on that one. There was about 10. The rest of it was dialogue. Just pointless circles. He doesn't think Zeke's getting suspended. Now, we know the power that Jerry Jones has. Heck, he just got inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame for what he's done. Did he really? Yeah, for that. I don't know if you forgot about that. Damn, Jerry. Good for you, For what he's done in the National Football League. Now, Ezekiel Elliott went to Ohio State. Oh, yeah. A former Ohio State Buckeye, also Pro Football Hall of Famer, Chris Carter. CC Went on to a show on Fox Sports 1 and said he thinks the Zeke suspension is coming down, and it's coming down very, very soon. So Jerry doesn't think it's going to happen. Jerry says, no, it's not going to happen, but Chris Carter, who maybe has some inside connections in Columbus— where this all took place, if they're still harping on the domestic violence situation, maybe he's been shooting the poo around with some of his buddies, and he's found out some stuff. So this is Cut 3, Bab, Chris Carter, on what he thinks regarding the Zeke deal. Now, for me, in the next 48 hours, I would be shocked if Zeke was not suspended. Mm. Like, I'll, I'll be shocked. Why? If we get to Thursday, because based on the information that's going to come out, right. it's going to be fairly easy to determine that something happened to this woman in her four days of being with Zeke. Now, we're not talking about, I mean, this is just pure either assault or domestic violence. Pure. So I'm being sensitive because there, there is a victim here. Right. You know, so for me, this is a, it's a great opportunity to continue to learn. Uh, we've learned an awful lot in the last two years dealing with the National Football League and its players being involved in altercations. And there's been a precedent set, not only on the assault and domestic violence side, saying that there would be a minimum six games on that side, mm-hmm. but there was a precedent set with the GOAT and Tom Brady when they suspended him for on-the-field conduct four games. So the brightest star that we have in our game, Tom Brady, they suspended him. And when the information comes out, there's going to be some similarities uh, as far as what happened. Um, information that, that might have, that he had been advised possibly to give up that was destroyed. Well, I don't know what information that he's got that the police department didn't get because the police department cleared him of all charges. So evidently, Chris Carter has some information that none of us have, that the police department doesn't have, that apparently Jerry Jones and the Cowboys don't have. Chris Carter knows something none of us know. Well, I mean, if he said 48 hours, this was what? That quote was he from said yesterday, that yesterday, right? yesterday, which was Monday the 7th of August. And we are Tuesday now. Now, I will now. say he said 48 hours, and then he said by Thursday. So realistically, that's 72 hours. So we're talking about this week, Zeke Elliott 
decision coming. He's expecting something. I just I, I know just the feel Cowboys like Jerry are ready Jones for something is more to be plugged in on that kind of on NFL decisions. I feel like Jerry Jones is more plugged in on that kind of stuff. Now, Chris Carter may know things about what really went down that just won't be able to come to light because the police didn't get it or for whatever reason it didn't come out. Chris Carter may know what happened and based on what he knows he feels like he should be suspended or whatever, but I feel like Jerry Jones is more in tune and in the ear of Roger Goodell, and he's probably heard whispers from that way of what's going to go down. I would think so, so too. So I would lean towards believing Jerry, not that Chris Carter is fabricating anything, because he's in Ohio, went to Ohio State, is plugged in in a different way, so he may know, hey, these X, Y, and Z really did happen, even though we don't really know, know about it. He may know, he may not know. Yeah, he may be destroying the pod, but he put it. He put a day on it this week. So let's see if it happens. If it's going to happen, it needs to happen sooner than later because I'm sick and tired of this. Yeah, well, I don't the think the thing's gone on entirely too long. And I feel like it's, it, it's a no, it's a non news kind of deal now where I don't I still don't understand how the NFL can go out of their way to essentially put a player in timeout because they disagree with certain things when this individual has not been convicted of a single crime by our law enforcement so it takes conviction that's what you need i need conviction yes i need the powers that be the people who get paid for a living to handle this stuff our judge and jury in the united states of america to convict somebody before i think the league should go out of their way to punish them i know that they reserve the right to do so and i guess in ray rice's case i don't know did he ever face any legal repercussions from that situation I don't really know the legal I don't stuff, know. but I know his wife. I mean, when they're still together, video, so I'm sure there were charges. And, and I know that it doesn't matter regardless. But from what I had remembered about this was there were witnesses there the time that this supposedly happened that backed Zeke up and said nothing happened. Now there's supposedly pictures. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, Ray Rice was charged with assault. Okay, there you go. So okay, Ray so Rice was charged. charged. He was charged and convicted. I think you've got to be charged and convicted or else... Where where does this stop? Where where are their grounds? The NFL can't you know if somebody says something that they don't like. I mean, essentially, they've kicked Ryan Colin Kaepernick out of the league for this stuff that he's doing. Unofficially, Ryan Colin Kaepernick has been banned and shunned from the National Football League. That's more bothersome because he didn't do anything illegal, anything violent. So that would that would irk me more than a guy like Zeke, who even though he hasn't been convicted, has been reportedly involved in some violent things multiple times now. And then he had that, you know, whipping the girls. Certainly. Oh, he did that. And I'm not saying he did that kind of stuff. Any of that stuff's cool. No, 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 for sure. And he needs to mature. And he needs to know that that stuff is unacceptable. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Maybe if he gets a game here, it's not the worst thing in the world for Zeke. Can wake him up a little bit. A little bit, yes, I don't think a one or two game suspension is the end of the world. The principle of the thing to me is what bothers me. I get that. I don't think the NFL has probable cause other than a lot of he said, she said kind of stuff. And for me, you don't go out of your way unless it's like the Tom Brady situation and there is facts that evidence was damaged or deleted, whatever it was with the whole but that's within, balls deal. Let's see, that's within the NFL, too. You're you're messing with the NFL's rules. That's true as well. That's more in, probable cause in an to NFL, suspend a player. In exactly. an NFL setting. Then this whole, I, to me, it, it, it's just out of line. It's out of line for the NFL to do it, and I think they're putting themselves in very sticky, murky water if this does indeed happen. It's not, Unless they know, they really do know something that none of us know. Sticky can be good. Murky, I don't think, is ever good. And then why, if there is really something that the NFL knows that no one else knows, why does no one else know it? And why the hell wouldn't the Cowboys know it? 
That's what I'm saying. If Jerry Jones is probably more informed on what's going on here than Chris Carter. That's my only guess, but we're going to find out here in the next day or two. So let's sit tight and see what happens. I really don't know. I'm not going to be surprised one bit if they drop a game or two suspension on them. And like I've said before, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think the Cowboys will still be fine. And I think Zeke, maybe it's a little wake-up call for him. You know? So, but we'll see what happens. It's interesting that Chris Carter has that, you know, opinion, though. Because if he is right, then, hey, Darren McFadden. You get the call up, my man. And we've seen Darren McFadden have success. And who who they, who they, uh, Hillman? But losing Zeke is Ronnie huge. Hillman. They signed Ronnie Hillman. Rod Smith, I think, is the guy that, I that think might they be the third, Dunbar the third when you need running him. back. They took Ronnie Hillman off a recliner, too, but I don't think Ronnie it's had a, a cigarette cl- in his mouth. It's a clouded backfield, man. There's Alfred Morris people forget about. It's not clouded because of cigarette smoke, though. No. Just want to make that clear. But losing Ezekiel Elliott, who arguably could have been the league MVP a year ago, that's a big blow, especially when your first game is against the New York Giants, the team that you'll probably be neck and neck with in the divisional race all year, and that head-to-head means a lot when it comes down to tiebreakers. Oh, man, th- and that's the thing that I've also heard. If there's a suspension, Zeke can appeal it, and he is able to play during the appeal process. Yeah. So then do you so want to maybe? Miss, yeah, but do you want to miss in a game in the middle of the season? Well, I'd rather have him, let's say, week one against the Giants than week two against the Broncos. To be honest with you, sure. I think it's a more meaningful game. Okay, that's a fair point. I like that. I like that, and and I could see a two-game suspension getting dropped down, and then he he appeals it to one, and he misses the first game, or he gets to do it where he plays the first game and then misses the next. Who knows how it times out? But he will appeal if he gets a suspension. I guarantee you. Suspension. Oh, he'll appeal. And he should. He should, yeah. Otherwise, it's been pretty quiet in the NFL front. Just a couple of nicks and bruises. JGI concussion, missing practice. He was back today, though. Back in action. Good, good for him. A lot of positive signs coming out of Eagles camp right now. They're trying to rah-rah rally the troops there. The Eagles were receivers, Nelson Aguilar in particular. I heard they had a terrible— They're optimistic. I heard they had a terrible red zone or goal line offense situation going down at Eagles camp the other day. where they were they are terrible. They were like 0 for 15 from like the one-yard line or something ridiculous. sounds about right. I don't know. sounds about right. I'm not really—I liked wins coming out, but he didn't didn't do much for me last year. I feel the same way. Pocket presence was just, just garbage. So let's see if he can bounce back. They got some weapons around him, but I'm I'm not on board with the Eagles. They're in a prove-it state right now. What's next? That's really hard knocks starts tonight. That's it? Oh, hard Tampa knocks. Dude, I like hard knocks. You I like hard, hard knocks, too. I do. I like hard knocks. Even though last year, I mean, hey. Who was it Peyton last Manning year? Peyton Manning said it best. It was the Rams. Oh, it was the Rams. In Jeff the- Fisher, though. Jeff Fisher's a funny dude, man. He's oh, just he a is. funny-looking guy. Everything about Jeff Fisher's funny. So... But yeah, I, I think who was the Buccaneers this year, right? Now it's the Bucks, and the Bucks have upside. The Bucks are a the team Bucks that, that do have might upside. Sneak into the playoffs. Jameis Winston's a fun guy to just be around. He's got that kind of energy that you like in a quarterback. He seems to get the guys going. He's fun. He, I saw some documentaries that they put together with ESPN before the draft, whenever he was getting drafted, and you just got an insight to kind of his personality and who he is. Lots he seems of crab like legs. a fun guy. Keep the crab legs hidden from Jameis. Uh, yeah, you might want to do that. But um, I, I like I like hard knocks. I like watching hard knocks. I, like hard I always knocks have. Too. So, and the Cowboys have had it. How many times have the Cowboys been on there? Cowboys been on, I think, twice. Twice. Dolphins got on there one time when we had Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. He had a domestic violence issue that year. Didn't they have a a receiver that we recently talked about? Was it Hogan? Oh, yeah, 7-11. Yes, that that was the season he was on. Cowboys had Danny Amendola that didn't make the squad. Cowboys had Amendola. Hogan, by the way, Chris Hogan, right? Yes. He's in New England now, dominating. Because, of course, he is. 
How good couldn't is that? make the team with the Dolphins. Yeah, again, though. the Patriots and they've had Brady on and you know NFL Network's doing all their inside training camps, so they're going from reporter to reporter. They've got Al out there, and you look at the uh, the Patriots, man, dude. They just retooled and loaded up. I saw a, a highlight of Brandon Cooks. You know that badass receiver they just got this oh, year they that they got? didn't even need. Yeah, yeah. It's like the guy who has who has fifty plasma screen TVs and just goes and gets another one because why not? Because he can. Well, the guy who did that, Brandon Cooks, had like a one-handed Odell Beckham-type touchdown catch uh, in practice yesterday. So that's good news. That's good news for us Dolphins fans in the AFC. Yeah, you lose your quarterback. Meanwhile, the, the Patriots, Patriots get better and better. Stephon the Gilmore, the new corner, man. former rival with the Bills, gets in a little scuffle. Yeah, hear Gilmore, about that with Gilmore Edelman. and Edelman. Edelman's a feisty guy, so it doesn't yeah. surprise me. He seems I like, like the kind of guy. I like that no, shystiness in camp. I do like a little bit of feistiness, man. Everywhere, all the time. Get it nice and shysty. I'm cool with that. No, I'm down with it. You've had some tussles in Cowboys camp, right? One or oh, two yeah. Little... There's been a couple. Tyron Crawford to see was that. involved with one. Him Listen, and Zach Martin got into it. You want to be able to feel, see, and smell the testosterone, and sometimes a little fight will do that. I love to see and smell. And taste. Well, that's uh, that's what we got for the NFL Roundup. Good now, stuff, good stuff. On Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chia, follow-up Can we do it? Bab. Can we do it? You want to? Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, it's been a while. Let's get weird. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. You guys ready to get weird tonight or what? Don't say weird shit. Time to get weird with Wolchuk, baby. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> Let's get weird with Walshuk, episode 26 edition. Gosh, I'm tingling right now. Got downstairs. a couple real chubster stories coming your way. I love a good old-fashioned downstairs tingle, and that's what I got going on right now. Listen to just the title of this article. It's brief. It's short. It's to the point. I love it, man. Get in, get off, get out. Dear God, what would you do if this happened to you? Probably, gosh, I don't know yet, dude. Tell me. Gurney falls from corners, van. Deceased ends up in traffic. Repeat that line. Gurney. A gurney. What the hell is that? Okay. A gurney? You know what they put in ambulance. They load somebody onto a gurney. They put them in the ambulance. You mean the stretcher? Dead body. They put on, yes, a stretcher. It's a gurney. But they put a dead body on the gurney. It's a stretcher. They load that into the corner's van where they ship these dead bodies to and from. Via the gurney. Via the gurney. The Burton gurney. Bodies on the gurney. Somehow, some way. This freaking van in Washington so there's a van with a gurney. Is there a body on the gurney? <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Okay. That's the whole point. The freaking body falls fell out traffic. of the van into traffic. And then did it get like ran over or something? Not just one. Two gurneys fell out of the van. Two into bodies? Into an intersection. Yes, two dead bodies. Via a gurney though, right? With gurneys. Good. Okay. Well, just The bodies good. are on the damn gurneys. But not anymore. Shut your mouth. They're in the middle of the road, Walchick. This prompted local police to have to come and redirect traffic. Officials from the coroner's office were subsequently contacted to reload the gurneys. So imagine this. this imagine this. Van driving. All of a sudden, something has happened. 
the inside of this van. There are two gurneys now coming out of the van with so dead many, bodies so on it. So many gurneys coming with dead in, bodies. They're in the this road. This is insane. They're in the road. You're driving. You don't know what to do. You're dodging and swooshing away from hitting these gurneys with the dead bodies on it. You, you don't know what the hell's happening. Gurneys coming at you left and right. Next thing you know, the police are out there directing traffic. Please, God, there's dead people. Did someone take a gurney people. to the face? It's a problem. So did they get ran over? No, like, because I imagine if I'm on the highway riding behind this thing, I'm gonna end up running over this dead body. That's exactly what Anna Gurney, the Thurston County Coroner Gary Warnock, wanted to know first and foremost. Gurney Warnock. He's the. <laughs> What's his name? He's the coroner, Gary Warnock. Oh, Gary. Word of the day. I thought it was Gurney. Gary Warnock. Warnock. No, you're thinking too much. <laughs> Warnock. He said there didn't appear to be any drama to the body, and the family was notified of the incident. Good. Hey, yeah. you know that dead guy? Uh, yeah, he just died like again. If you could die yeah, twice, he died twice. If you could die twice, but this there was guy no trauma, it. so people were okay. What, what about the gurneys, though? Did they did they make it there out? There were no mention of how the gurneys fared. Really? Now somebody might have hit the gurneys. That is but the body. No trauma to the body. Maybe wow. the gurneys saved the body's life. Okay, so the dead guy's okay. Dead guy's okay. Good. Wow, dead that's a scary situation. Okay. Dead guy is okay. The family can be rest assured he's fine. Classic case of gurneys on the highway. Next up here on Let's Get it Weird with Bullchuck. Listen to this one. No. You like going to Chinese restaurants? Some of that meow meow. Why do you say that? Some of that oh oh. That sounds <laughs> a little bit racist, my friend. I had to. It's classic. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I got the Jay Cutler cough. All this right, Chinese going. restaurant offers women discounts based on their bra size. Wow. Holy moly. I'm going to go camp out there. Women who wear an A-cup bra were offered a 5% discount. I'm about to say, you should have to pay double. While a G-cup wear got a 65% <laughs> discount. Is that as high as they go? If you're at G, it's like, listen, that's just, come on. No, there's a list. So what do you get? Like a Z? Did you get a Z cup? You, you're free? It's on the house? No, I'll say G cup, I think, is the is what they go to. Now, this is in China. So this that's is going a lot, down. I feel like there's a lot of A cups in China. Am I wrong? Is that wrong? I don't know. I haven't been to China. No, I haven't either, but let's be honest. But this restaurant is called Trendy Shrimp. Oh, is it? Wait, so this is a shrimp thing. So you can go get a shrimp discount with your hoo They probably have shrimp at the Chinese restaurant, but it's called Trendy Shrimp. Is this only for women? It's only for women. Because I have friends the that larger can get the mad breast, discount. Oh, I could get a good discount. The larger the breast, the bigger the discount. That's the controversial promotion. A restaurant in an, a province of China Let's is go get a free meal, Walchick. For the month. Let's go get a free meal. On July 31st, they posted a poster. Now, the poster reads the sizes of your cup, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And to the right of it, the amount in, I don't know, is it yen? I don't know what the, the Chinese currency is. Um, but it's got the discount next to it. No idea. So, A, it says 9.5, whatever the Chinese currency is. B, 8.5, and it goes down one from that. So, an A cup, 9.5, which I think is it's the lowest amount of discount. Yeah. G cup, 3.5, which I think they told us was 65% is the highest amount of discount you can get. What? Hey, man, that's a hell of a place. That's a noble place. I respect what they're doing. Well, here's the question. Do you think that that would... Do you think people would respond to that positively? Like, I do. Okay, yes. I'm going to go to this place now. 
tell them my bra size so I can get a discount. Well, are they? You think they check the bras as well? Like, ma'am, may I see your bra tag? Oh, that's a really good point. That's a really good point because I don't like the idea. Because that's a little inappropriate. It, it, it could be. could be a little inappropriate. Unless they just trust your honesty. Like, they could, I mean, you could, I mean, it's the eye test, right? It's the eye test. She, she walks in. She walks up. She, yeah, you're an A. You are. Uh, you're clearly a C. Come on, Deborah. Get out of here. Enjoy your 15%. Well, it says once the promotion started, customers, they had 20% spike in sales, man. 20% spike. <laughs> Did they? People showed up. So it was a positive outcome. It was a positive outcome, believe it or not. Man, what a business move, man. Now, I don't think China did this at all for any positive reason. Apparently, this article does say some of the girls were met that they met and talked to were very proud. They had nothing to hide. Hell yeah, I've got G-size, G-size knees. Listen, I hate to break it to you. My if bris- you have my G-size, G's, you're baby, not hiding from anybody. Give okay? me my 65% You off. might as well go get your discount because article- you aren't hiding <laughs> from anybody, Miss G-Cup. This article from the Huffington Post also goes on to say that for a different reason, the Handsome Her Cafe in Australia also introduced a similar 18% gender pay gap tax on male customers only. Whoa, 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 which whoa. was done in an awareness to spread wage inequality awareness. So if you're a guy, if you're a guy, you're paying more. What? Yes. And th- this is for equality. They that did is this the to opposite. represent the wage inequality. Well, as a man, you're making more. You should pay more. Yeah, but these days, can't you just go in there and say, "No, I'm not a man." What are you talking about? Well, I don't sure, know. I got a beard and a ball. In the sack. United States, sure. In Australia, I'm not. I'm not really sure what their cultural views are right now. Okay. Uh, we are accepting everything and every anything, and if you say That's otherwise, you will be cho- your head will be chopped off and skewed. Yeah, in so Australia, I don't know; they might not be as accepting. Just be like, yeah, um, no, I'm actually a, a girl, and matter of fact, I'm a G cup. So let's tack that 65 on there, baby. My uh, my personal final story, and then we might have a guest appearance here, and let's get weird. A guest, a guest, yes, a welcome guest. Uh, it depends on how good the story is. We can judge afterwards. Can't wait. This title, Man Accused of Peeing on Family at Metallica Concert. Classic. Yeah, this one got me going. Always does. This was in Albuquerque. New Mexico? Yeah, I could see that. In the universe at University of Phoenix Stadium where what the happens in Albuquerque play. stays in Albuquerque. Except for golden showers at Metallica concerts. Give it to me, Walter. A forty four year old man, Daniel DeDio, was arrested after a family of three told employees at the stadium He pissed on them. They quote felt warm liquid washing over their backs and legs. Though they liked it. This man allegedly just shrugged when asked about it. <laughs> Kanye shrugged, baby. And we actually have the news story from KPNX TV to give us all the details. Top songs, enter Sandman. But at Metallica's recent concert in Glendale, it was more like enter Policeman. Cops say Daniel DiDio urinated on a family of three in front of him, including a 10-year-old girl. And all new tonight, we're hearing the scolding the judge just gave him in court. I have to say, in the 15 years I've been on the bench, this is one of the most uh, disgusting scenarios I've ever read. Uh, I don't know if you were just completely, I don't want to use the word, I'll, I'll just say drunk. Um, Instead of and I don't know if you even know what you did. As you heard from the judge, no shocker here. Police say DiDio was heavily intoxicated. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Heavily intoxicated. That poor family of three was just in the way. Dude, there's nothing funnier than hearing a professional broadcaster have to say a story like this. Like, can we go back to where he's just... Like, I just want to hear him say the, the urination line. 
heavily intoxicated. <laughs> well, what was she gonna say? The dr- like, I don't know. The judge. I'm just his ass gonna open, say though. drunk. This is the most intoxicated. Disgusting. I don't know what intoxicated have, would be the way. I have been a judge. Inebriated. All my inebriated life. sure would be another good one. And this is the most disgusting thing I have ever been a part of. Disgusting. And you know she's seen a lot. Well, the fact that there was a 10-year-old girl makes it a little bit like, what the hell, man? Yeah, I kind of miss that It's part. not cool. None of it's cool. But I've been peed on by a drunk friend before. Yeah. And it, it tasted how it taste. No. Who hasn't? Yeah. Have you? Every she? day. Um, Bab, Bab, I peed on Bab. Yeah, yeah, but you that was a totally sober thing, wasn't it? Don't. Damn it. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, that's safe space. I've actually never been peed on. You've never been peed on? By a male friend. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine who was known for peeing on people. That like, I had I had yet, to, he, he gets drunk, blackout. Just wants to go pee on people. Ends up peeing on people in the middle of the night, walk, sleepwalking, doesn't know where he is. I had yet to be peed on. We went out to Fry Street locally in Denton and came back to my apartment. He crashed at my place. I woke up to Piss. the sound of like water splashing against my comforter and kind of could feel it. Because, I mean, luckily there was comforter. Was he sleeping? Me. He was literally asleep. I kicked him right in the ding dong. He woke up and was like, dude, turned around and walked off. WTF, bro. Had no recognition. Let me pee, homie. But it was gross nonetheless. So I can totally understand, especially a poor 10-year-old girl. But what the hell was she doing at a Metallica concert? I'm sure she didn't expect to get Bap, peed you're a on. big classic rock fan. Let's not yeah. turn this on her. Is that now. acceptable? Let's not, let's not make it a 10-year-old's fault. Uh, no, no, I, for sure. I mean, no, <laughs> come on, come on. And she the, didn't know oh, she was going to get pissed on. Oh, Damn it. Come on, don't put that. I'm not trying to defend the, uh, this dude. But... In the Bab lexicon, no, I was not allowed at rock shows until I was about 14, And 15. your dad, like, raised you in the classic yes. rock mindset, right? Yeah, but so I've been to... it's weird for a 10-year-old to be at a Metallica concert. But I've been, yeah, but I've been to shows... Seen a lot of kids get pissed on. Yeah. It well, no, not getting pissed on. But <laughs> he said, yeah. I went to a yeah. I went yeah. to a Queensrÿche show once, and Skid Row was opening up for them. You pissed on them. And yeah, if you, you don't know anything about Skid Row, you should basically call them Skid Fucking Row because that's all they say. Really? And there oh. are a bunch of kids there, man. A lot of f bombs. A lot, lot of f bomb. Every other word. Did you get peed on, or did you just pee on somebody else? No, I I I just. I accidentally <laughs> ran over the drummer of Queensryche. After you beat him? No, I just Jeez. hit him. Turned we... around the corner and smacked right into him. Hit him with what? Me. If you hit say him so. with the flex. Hit him with the... All right, so who's our special guest for Weird? It's actually Bab. Oh, yes. Bab's got himself a weird story. Okay, so it's yes. not a welcome guest. That it, well, that, that's why I said we need to reserve judgment until we hear the story. No, I don't need to reserve judgment. I'm telling you now. He's not welcome. In the he is place. unwelcome. Yeah, so this takes uh, place in Merseyside, England. Wow. A little community in West England. A woman... Uh, described her horror to reporters after a naked man burst into a local McDonald's Ooh, completely like naked. Wait, a naked man bursts naked in man completely naked. Bursts into McDonald's completely naked, making weird noises and promptly begins to inject drugs into his testicles. Wow. <laughs> that is a typical Tuesday in West England. You knew that. Eyewitness uh, told the, 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 the Liverpool Echo, which is in Liverpool... Is it really? Yeah. About her ordeal, but did not want to be named. She also claims the man was making strange noises. Oh, I can only imagine that he was. So was he just in the middle of this McDonald's lobby injecting drugs into his sack? Pretty much, yeah. 
Gosh, man, that uh, takes balls. That also, really takes balls. She also claims the man was making strange noises throughout the incident. He Whoa. was he was locked in the toilets by a member of the McDonald's staff, who then promptly called police. Hey guys, oh we're gonna need to get gosh. this. Uh, <laughs> we have a drug user injecting into his balls. Can we get him into the stall, please? Woo. Can we get him out of the main lobby? We're trying to serve some McNuggets here. <laughs> we're trying to serve some fake meat. Oh my lord! We don't want to confuse this guy's meat with our here. fake meat. The chips and McNugget combo is getting gold. <laughs> Get Jerry Bomb victuals out to the bloody toilet, please. The woman uh, now Think about says, the desperation you're in when you're like, all right, it's this drug's not really going to kick in enough unless I inject it right into my balls. Why your balls? I've heard up the butt. Is it okay? Why your balls? Why your balls or why McDonald's? <laughs> or why not McDonald's? Like, McDonald's why? is the easy thing for me to wrap my mind around. <laughs> I thought it was the balls. It is now. Why the balls? Gosh, man, what a that story. That hurt, dude. And first of all, like, was, was, it, it, was it the testicle itself? Yes. Or was it just the sack? It's like right into the ball? Into the testicle. Yeah. She didn't just find like a dead that area hurt of the sack. So bad. Oh, that dude. would hurt so bad. The, uh, the woman who asked to remain anonymous says the incident has left her so shaken she's been unable to revisit the branch for her usual morning <laughs> cup of tea. Uh, she goes and gets her morning cup of tea at McDonald's. She's not going to run and revisit the the other place either for a I need my morning Earl Grey, please. I can never have coffee from McDonald's again. Spokesperson for McDonald's says this is an isolated incident was dealt with quickly and efficiently. I like how they have to say it's an isolated incident like people expect oh, this. this is happening across the world. <laughs> Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first Every time McDonald's. this has happened. Uh, the man has not been named. This is what Super Size Me 2 is about. <laughs> See, this guy deserves to have his name out. If you're willing to go inside a McDonald's and do this in front of everybody, you deserve to have your name blasted out in front of everyone. Uh, the man is not been named, but he's a, a arrested for uncharged with breaching the peace. And he has been bound over, which I guess in English law terms, meaning if he recommits a similar offense... He could be charged for more. I hope he doubles down on this. <laughs> well, Don't you? You got two balls. There's McDonald's everywhere, man. Set, like every, I think it's like every square blow. mile, there's like 1,400 McDonald's. Jeez, that's Find another one and make it happen. <laughs> I think that was a worthy addition to this This uh, Let's Get Weird Except episode for that 26. Thank you, Bam. I appreciate that. No, that was a great I, story. I appreciate that, Bam. I love a good ball story. <laughs> uh, that was good. And Oh, man. Oh, that's so painful. Now it's time we close the show, as always, on No Split Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab, with some MMA, UFC, fighting, UFC, John Jones, a little bit of movie entertainment, and we did tease and really build up UFC 214, Jones Cormier 2, which was now over a week ago. We know who she was rooting for, his boy, Johnny Bones Jones. My man, the cocaine cowboy. A card that lived up to the hype for the most part. Vulcan Ozdemir in the undercard. Well, this was the main card, but it was the first fight on the main card. Defeated Jimmy Manawa in 22 seconds via first round KO in one of the best knockouts I've ever seen. He now has put himself in position to maybe be next in line for a title shot against John Jones in the light heavyweight division. Robbie Lawler and Donald Cowboy Cerrone went all three rounds. The only negative about this fight was it wasn't a five-round main event. It was sensational back and forth. Robbie Lawler, to me, got round one. Donald Cerrone came back, took round two. The judges saw Robbie Lawler winning round three. I personally 
scored it to Cowboy, but I'm not a judge. Unanimous, unanimous decision, excuse me. Robbie, ruthless Robbie Lawler gets the win. He is now ready, I think, to be the number one contender again for welterweight to get his belt back from Tyron Woodley, who also fought on that card. He took on Damian Maya. This one went all five rounds. It was a title fight. Damian Maya was fighting essentially with one eye after round one. Tyron Woodley was the bigger, faster, stronger individual. And after the fight, Dana White calling out his welterweight reigning champion, Tyron Woodley, basically saying, dude, the fans don't want to pay to watch you fight. Cut eight, Bab. Here's Dana. About watching what fight? The Woodley fight. <laughs> beating what did you think about watching the Woodley fight? Listen, when you break a record for the less punch, the least punches ever thrown in a five-round fight, in a title fight, and you beat it by, it was like 130, and these guys threw 60 or something like that, I mean, I think that sums it up. Can you elaborate a little bit on what your decision was on Tyron's victory? I mean, I, I guess he can say a win is a win, and he was up here talking about how all the takedown defenses he had. You know, he said, you know. It is true. We just had a little talk in the back, you know. Oh, GSP just texted me. <laughs> um, Not to name drop you know, or anything. Uh, There's more behind that. Said, I'll, I'll tell I heard, you that in I a second. I heard you were talking about performance. I said, you, you broke a record tonight. I mean, that, that speaks for itself. He said, well, this guy had however many, 17 takedown attempts or something like that. And I said, yeah, and not one of them were close. You fought them all off. The guy had one eye in the first round. And you're faster, you're stronger, you, your hands are better, explosive, you know. I, I believe Woodley could have finished that in the first round. If not, he definitely could have finished in the second round. You know, if you had, if you had a remote control for that guy, he's a freak of nature. He's, he's, he, he'd be an incredible fighter. And it's, it's easy, to, listen, it's easy to say a win is a win. But when you get booed out of an arena, it means people don't want to watch you fight, you know. And that's how you make a living. It's not good if people don't want to watch you fight. The president of the sport. People don't want to watch you fight. I'm your promoter. I'm calling you out. Tyron Woodley did not take too kindly to that. The GSP reference, after that fight, Tyron Woodley, I, I believe, said, if I remember correctly, he was fighting GSP in his next fight for the welterweight title at Madison Square Garden, which is a card coming up in November. GSP hasn't fought in... Since 2013. Jeez. He's had major time off, but before he... Semi-retired, but didn't technically retire. Just took a leave of absence. He was probably, if not the biggest name, one of the biggest names in the sport. So he carries a lot of weight. The dude was the welterweight king for many, many years. After the card, Dana White comes out. GSP's fighting Michael Bisping next for the middleweight title. A fight that was already scheduled. They already had a press conference for it. Then they dropped out of it. And Bisping was supposed to fight Robert Whitaker who just won in his number one contender fight against Yoel Romero a couple of UFC fight nights ago. Well, in the win, Robert Whitaker blew out his knee. He needs to take at least six months off to recover. So now Bisping needs an opponent. Oh, insert GSP. Well, Dana White says, I know Michael Bisping's showing up and he's going to brawl. I don't know what the hell Tyron Woodley's bringing me. Tyron Woodley, pissed off, goes on the MMA hour with Ariel Helwani, and he, he clapped right back at the president of the UFC. I better get it. I'm I'm owed a public apology. You're going to publicly scrutinize me, Dana White? You publicly need to apologize to me. I've done nothing but good stuff for the sport. 
I've done nothing but be a good model for the fucking organization. I go out there, I fight with integrity. I covered your sport from the Fox desk a week before my fight. I always uphold my responsibilities with the organization. It's, it's time out for that. It's the, the word behind business is man. You need to be a man. You owe me a public apology. And if I don't get that, I'm going to start leaking some shit if people don't want to be out in the wind. Uh-oh. And I'm not even kidding about that. Whoa. What, what are you referring to? Well, I'm referring. They know what I'm referring to. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm due a public apology. Do you think you'll get it? I better get it. Mm, you Tyler Woodley's going to leak some shit. Well, is he going to? Well, or since what's then, the deal? him Dana... and Dana White have supposedly talked. Because I get both sides. I can understand I get, Dana, I get both sides, too. And I can understand being the fighter Certainly. and be like, dude, I'm just here to... I'm... And just being a fan and watching this fight, I was sitting there watching it thinking, after round three, I, I don't want to be watching this anymore. This isn't a contest. Yeah, just wasn't fun, huh? No, it wasn't a good fight. Tyron Woodley dominated, and it was like he's playing with his food. Why aren't you ending this? Now, apparently, Tyron Woodley injured his shoulder in the first round, and that's why he wasn't able to throw overhand his power punches, essentially, because of the injury. If that's true, and apparently it is, he's having surgery, cool, I understand, right, but well, still, As someone who watches the UFC often and knows this guy Woodley pretty well, is this a common theme with Woodley's it fights? It has been in his last two fights. That's the problem. Now, okay. now it's back-to-back back fights. A theme. You've put up a stinker. You're a his problem. His previous two fights, he ends Robbie Lawler, in 18 seconds, whatever it was, fastest finish in welterweight championship history. His next fight, he goes out there, has a classic war against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Then they rematch. The rematch was a flat-out dud, not a good fight. Woodley, very hesitant, clearly tried to outpoint Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, but he did win in unanimous decision. Same thing with this fight against Damian Maya. Played a very safe game, defended the takedown very well, but he just looked like the superior fighter that couldn't get it done. So you have two bad eggs back-to-back, it does cause room for concern, and he, he rightly so was booed out the arena at UFC 214. Gotcha. Well, hey, you make your bed, you sleep in it, homie. So that's the way it goes. The but... other fight uh, in that one, the other championship fight, was for the featherweight crown. Chris Cyborg finally gets her justice. She has a UFC belt to her name, defeating Tanya Evinger via the third round. This one it was another one. TKO finish. Felt like it should have been done in round two. This one just got prolonged a little bit, but eventually Cyborg able to get the finish. But the fight everyone wanted to see, John Jones, Daniel Cormier. Jones took round one. Cormier comes back, in my opinion, got round two. The third one very even. Seemed like DC was getting a little bit ahead of John. And then John Bones Jones, the knee kick to the head, instant knockout. Daniel Cormier had no idea where he was and knew. Or who he was. But still, really, it is and still. John Jones as he gets the best of Daniel Cormier in the rematch. I thought John Jones was extremely gracious. Maybe it was a show, maybe it wasn't, but he was a very, very good sport after the fight. But Joe Rogan went ahead and did in something that Joe Rogan has always said he is against doing, and that is interviewing fighters post getting knocked out. He said that on his podcast. He even said it during the pay-per-view event after he went in the octagon and interviewed Daniel Cormier. He said, I hate doing this, but he did catch up with Daniel Cormier in the octagon, and here's what DC had to say following his KO to John Jones. Give us your thoughts right now. I don't know, man. Uh, I thought the fight was going well. I don't even know what happened. It's like I kicked in the head. Oh, man, I was so disappointed. 
He was crying like a baby. I don't think it's a good idea to interview fighters after they've been knocked out, but I really wanted to give you a chance to express yourself. I know this was an incredible moment for you. It was very emotional. What, what can you say at all about this and the rivalry between you and John? I don't know, man. I guess if you win both fights, there is no rivalry, so I, I don't know. Thank you for everything, Daniel. Daniel Cormier, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, Daniel Cormier didn't know where he was. He thought the fight was stopped early. I personally thought that fight, Daniel Cormier ate about five to seven punches that he didn't need to eat after he was KO'd. As soon as that knee lands, Cormier's out. John Jones comes back over, lands a couple of shots. He's done for sure. And then it's just face meet canvas, face meet canvas, a couple of big drills and with before, before big John McCarthy could come in and stop it. So DC clearly just out of it. Since then, Joe Rogan's apologized. He he. he just felt in that moment, because of his friendship and relationship with Daniel Cormier and how big of a moment that was, he wanted to allow him the platform to share his thoughts, but I, I am against it. I ultimately agree with, with Joe Rogan and what he felt inside, which was that he shouldn't have done that. I don't think fighters just aren't, they don't have a clear mind. After you get KO'd like that in a violent, violent sport, let them go and be with the doctors, let them be with their teams. There's no need to have them with a mic in their face in front of the camera. I co-sign. John Jones, my man, he had a beautiful call out after his all the hoopla. Hey, you're light heavyweight champion of the world. Hey, you're the greatest fighter of all time. Hey, what's next for you? Well, drop the mic, John Bones Jones. Take it away. Who do you want next, my friend? Brock Lesnar. If you want to know what it feels like to get your ass kicked by a guy who weighs 40 pounds less than you, meet me in the octagon. Drops the mic. Drops the mic and walks off. Dude, that is sweet. That's He's kind of taking a page out of the McGregor handbook. Everybody is now, right? Just like, dude, I'm going to just hype stuff up. I'm going to call people out. Big names. Lesnar's a big name. Even though with UFC now, it's like no one even cares about Lesnar. No, but, but he's still a but huge he's still, draw. Yeah, and huge he's a draw, huge guy. And Jones knows it'll be a, a huge event. Oh, it'll be a huge fight. And now, it would be fun just to see because you don't really see the the size difference like that often. So it would just be fun to see, okay, we know John Jones is a better fighter. He's got the height, he's got the length, and he's a better fighter, more athletic. But, but you've but got, you just got this, just this monster. Yeah. Gorilla. So what happens? What gives? Exactly. I'm going John's bones, baby. He's mm. my man. I'll that take him right fun. now. It's going to take some How time. likely? How likely? Uh, I'd say 60%. Okay. I think the fans will want it, in so the next they will year? try and make it happen. In the next 12 months? I'd say 12 to 18 months. 12 to 18? 12 to 18 months. It's like I think it's going to take at least a year. Well, Brock Lesnar, I think, has got to... First of all, he's under contract with WWE. So there's been talk maybe the UFC allows Ronda Rousey to go to the WWE and borrows Brock Lesnar. Like a, like a little trade? Yeah, I don't know how that stuff that's works. That's a trade. That's been the consideration, I suppose. So it'd, it'd be cool, but I think that there's a lot of little things that go into that. UFC Fight Night coming up this weekend. You've got Volka versus Struve in another heavyweight showdown. Jermaine Durandame is fighting in the co-main event of this. Jermaine Durandame, who famously gave up her featherweight belt. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Because she didn't want to fight for Cyborg. Bit of a sissy move. And then UFC 215 coming up on September 9th. It's Mighty Mouse versus Ray Borg, the co-main event, which was rescheduled for UFC, from UFC 213 will be Amanda Nunes versus Valentino Shevchenko. So always a bunch of fights. Then, of course, we had Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather coming up now in just about two or three weeks. Thank God. But I have a question for last week's UFC. Did anybody crap in the ring? No crapping. Really? No crap. No, one ring. Their no pants? ring crapping. 
Dang it. No ring wrapping. Right. Well, we're swinging a miss. Quickly, before we wrap up, the box office winner was The Dark Tower, Stephen King's adaptation of his book. But, man, it was a flop. In Victory, it was a flop. 19.2 mil. A movie that did only cost $60 million to make, but a really, really, really upsetting number when you consider there were no other new releases. And second place, which they nearly defeated, was Dunkirk in its third weekend, Christopher Nolan's film, which I saw. I'd recommend it. It's a good movie. My family saw it. They said it was a good flick. They it's said it was heavy. It's heavy. It's one of those movies that's an experience. There's not a lot of dialogue. You're really just kind of there to soak in what this event is. You only want to see it one time. I don't. I disagree with that. One. I think this is a movie that maybe you'll pick up on a little bit because it's three different stories, and when they intersect, it's the best part of the movie. Oh, it, it always is. Oh, of course the, you know, the intersection, yeah. baby. But I would recommend going to see it in the Emoji Movie, which has terrible reviews. Uh, came in third place. What's it? The Emoji. The movie? Emoji Movie. Gosh. Opening this week, Get Annabelle Creation. If you're into that scary stuff, I know you are, Eric. Absolutely not. One hundred percent not going to see. I'd actually rather go see Emoji, whatever the bleep. Yeah, you probably would. And then, of course, uh, Game of Thrones still going strong. Maybe the best episode ever this past weekend. That's why I've heard that for Ooh, six seasons because now. Because it just gets better and better, baby. Sure does. I don't know why you're such a hater when it comes to Game of Thrones. It's you would do nothing but love the I show. All I do is hear about it, and it's like it's great. Dungeons and Dragons, bro. No, Sweet. dude, come on. There's Go so play much Digimon more. There's downstairs so much in the more. basement. Jeez. The rest of your friends that are 30. You're digging yourself a hole that when you finally suck it up and watch it, you will fall in love and absolutely eat your words. All right, we'll see. That's episode 26 in the books. Shout out to Sean Taylor. Sean T, may you rest in peace, my brother. Love and miss you. Yes, we do. Episode 26, No Sweet Seas Podcast. The show everyone can listen can afford to listen to. Oh, you can't Almost. you can't redo that one. The you show everyone again. can afford to listen to. A little bit of a fumble rooski. Fumble rooski. The show that makes you get weird. Zach Wolchuk, Eric you follow producer Bab. Sorry we missed you last week. We will be back again next week. Tuesday night recording sesh. Hopefully we've got some more news to talk to you about regarding the National Football League. There is some Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather stuff we didn't get to. We might touch on that next week. Otherwise, you know the drill, baby. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Heavily intoxicated. <laughs>